tongue that sticks out of the mouth. <laughs> I got to get me some of this. Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It's Sunday, September 2nd, 2012. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination, episode 440. This is No Agenda. Fact-checking all the lies, I tell you, here at the capital of the Drone Star State. We're in Austin, Tejas in the morning, everybody. I'm Adam Curry. And from the same old place in northern Silicon Valley where we refuse to leave, no matter how much they pound down the door, I'm John C. Dvorak. (laughs) They're finally there, huh? Hey, Dvorak, we're kicking you out. Get out, get out. (laughs) Really? Hey, good news. Good news today, John. Whoa. Day five of uh, the great... Uh, Curry household uh, no uh, no smoking uh, campaign, and uh, my eyesight has restored. That's good news for everyone. Well, it is because did you, to, you didn't have to go to the doctor. Or anything. I did not. No, uh, I, I wonder think, what that was then, because I, you know, I've never I, heard of such a thing, and no. nobody else seems to have. <laughs> what? Yeah, four out of five you dentists sure agree. Else going on? No, no. I'm I, I'm pretty convinced that. Um. That the smoking in the morning, there's a whole bunch, you know, it's like a, it's like a whole machine that I used to kickstart. When? Excuse me? When? You said smoking when? In the morning. Oh, in the morning. In the morning. And yes. in the morning, all ships in the sea. <laughs> Boots on the ground, subs in the water, feet in the air. And I also want to say a healthy good morning to all the knights out there. Yeah, it's nice to have everyone. And of course, our human resources in the chat room there, all charts up, ready to go at noagendastream.com, noagendachat.net. Uh, I am. Um, have uh, I'm halfway through your recommended literature, uh, Professor Dvorak, that uh, you sent me off on on oh, Thursday. Okay. Uh, I immediately ordered it right after the show and um, and received it on Friday from the Amazons. Not available. And here's what's interesting: the book uh, "It Can't Happen Here" by Sinclair Lewis. Yes, which you uh, recommended. Uh, I actually you have recommended this before. I recall at least a year ago. Yeah, well, probably longer. Maybe even. Uh, not available on the Kindles, and so I order the book, and immediately I I, uh, I find out that it's actually it is so old, written in I believe nineteen twenty nine. Uh, no, nineteen thirty three, thirty two, thirty three. Right. Um, it is actually available on the Gutenberg uh, Press, Gutenberg dot org. So you can oh, it's actually, free. You can get it for free. <laughs> Why bother? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's I, it, free. It did. I will say the reason I like. Uh, the, well, first of all, I like a uh, I like a printed book. Kind of, it's always nice. There's an introduction here by Michael Meyer. I have no idea who he is, but he kind of helps you understand that this was written in you know in the early 30s, and he gives a little bit of context to some of the people and you know the, uh, some of the, the way it's written. Here's what I'd like to say. When, I, I'm even from from page five, but now that I'm halfway through, do you know what this book reminds me of? I'm, and I'm serious about no, this. No, no. Here we go. I have to tell you, it absolutely. And what year did she write that book? Fifty-seven, uh, I believe. Oh, and who was one of the most influential authors in the United States? Sinclair Lewis. So, this so is, she basically stole his story. Okay, well that makes sense to me. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you admitted that this is the, is the situation. It's very possible that this. I mean, I, I'm not. I wasn't even going to say it for that reason, other than thank you very much for giving me this wonderful piece of literature to to consume and enjoy. 
because if you liked Atlas Shrugged, I think you will love Sinclair Lewis. And it's also, it's about a, uh, a, a fifth of the side of Atlas Shrugged. <laughs> yeah, at least. Maybe a sixth. But it's it, a very quick read. You can get that thing down. I think, what is it? What's the page count? Like 220, um, 240? No, no. It's more than that. No, no, no. Um, it's 300 max. It's no, 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 no. I say I count three. It's 400. It's a little, it is? Three. No, 379. Well, it seems longer than if I as I recall. But well, okay. it's, well, it depends on how big the book is. You know, this is a pocket. This is a paperback. So, if you made it into a hardcover, it would probably be three hundred pages. Good point, yeah. right? I like the story though. And if well, after you're done with that, you might as well read uh, another book I recommend, Babbitt, which is a much temporary book. What's that? Life and Death in Shanghai. <laughs> Wait a minute. Does that have anything to do with us living in a totalitarian fascist state? Uh, it actually refers to uh, the changeover. It's, it's actually it's when the communists took over Shanghai, and it's very interesting. It was banned in, in China. But what I like about uh, uh, It Can't Happen Here is it has all kinds of awesome little things in there, like the, the radio priest who buys his airtime you know, to run without commercials. Um, it ha- you know it has the Wesley Mooch character in here. The whole thing is you know, it's, it's got the the wives. It's got kind of our protagonist. The whole thing is great. Not a lot yeah. of no good sex. I have to say on the sex so far at least, unless something's yeah. coming I mean, up later. You, when you have a good story, you don't need to throw a bunch of gratuitous sex in. It will just go buy a sex book. <laughs> sex doesn't have you to be a Playboy. Sex doesn't have to be gratuitous. I kind of you know it it, it, it it's ninety percent of it's gratuitous. It, what do you? It, well, it doesn't the, contribute to the plot. Give me ten percent. Give me ten. Unless it's a sex story. Yeah, but give me. I mean, come on, this is a part of life. Sex happens. Yeah, we'll go make it happen. What's it got to do with reading a book? Well, it, because it's a fictional story. I mean, it can just have a little bit of tension in there just to kind of loosen There's it all plenty up. Of tension. I, I think a gun to the head has got more tension than sex. Well, how about a gun to the head during sex? <laughs> well, <laughs> that, there you go. Hey, now you're yeah, talking. Now you're talking to the, uh, the Penn State people. Now, right? <laughs> oh. By the way. Wait, yes. Did you know that you know the Penn State story, which really gets to you? Apparently? Yeah, because uh, because it was a whole ring of elites that they're now slowly going to uncover and cover up again. Yes. Did you know that there? I didn't know this. Of course, it's been kind of covered up. They had a theme song Kinda. for the school, <laughs> and you got, yeah. you actually should have to go look up the lyrics. <laughs> no, really. Yeah. <laughs> what the and Penn then, State theme they, song? It was for the, when the football team came out, or when they won, or something. I don't know when they played, but they banned it <laughs> they, because somebody finally looked at the lyrics. No. And it was "Sweet Caroline" by uh, what's the name of that guy? Uh, that you mean famous, uh, Neil? Uh, Neil? Uh, yeah, Diamond. Yeah, Sweet and, Caroline. And by the way, did you know the backstory of that song was written about a twelve-year-old Caroline Kennedy? You're kidding me. Really? You got to go look up the lyrics because there's touching you, touching, touching me, me, all these lines. <laughs> Wait a minute. That, yeah, that's right. Touching me, touching you. Hey, baby. Now, yeah, come on, sweet. Let's play it for a moment here. Let's see. Uh, is it? Uh, this is a rock version. We need the Neil, the Neil Diamond version. Hold no, on. you need the Neil Diamond version. Diamond. Sweet Caroline. I, you know, I, I think I had read something about that being... Yeah, uh, it was talked about in a, a bunch of sports shows, but it didn't make mainstream. I mean, I, I think people were maybe tired of the story, but I thought it was hilarious, well, personally. So, so here's what, apparently, here's one, Sweet Caroline Kennedy. So maybe he sings an alternative version. 
No. Well, uh, maybe. That could be. Hold on. I, I have to. That would be. Let's see, this Dennis Morgan began working with Neil when he ran the San Francisco office for MCA Universal Music Group. Neil appeared regularly at the Circle Star Theater. Blah, blah, blah. blah. Truth be told. Okay, so hold on a second. Skip ad. <laughs> Why does it? I mean, does that really. Here we go. Yeah, it was a great song. I always thought it was about Radio Caroline. How stupid am yeah, I? Yeah, would. Yeah. Here we go, everybody. Hey, Pino Bear! Look at the night. Oh, yeah. Come on, baby. And it don't seem so lonely. No lonely. Because I'm a pen. We fill it up <laughs> with only two. Yeah, I hear you're slapping in the shower, baby. Clap along. <laughs> when I heard Bubba. The way he's even singing it is creeping me out now. It's totally creepy. The song is totally creepy. (laughs) Wow. You know, I think I had read something, but it it didn't connect about the sweet Caroline touching me, touching you. I forgot that part. Listen, (laughs) we got to get to the chorus of this. This is... It runs off my shoulders. Get my shoulders. Rub it, baby. When I'm holding you. It's all about context, isn't it, John? Yeah, well, that's the problem. (laughs) Let me get to the chorus here. Here we go. Touching me. <laughs> touching you. Hey, 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 sweet Caroline. Or Bob or Pete, whatever your name is. Good job. <laughs> Smells so good. Oh, holy crap. It's a pedo anthem. <laughs> <laughs> but this, but it was written about yeah, talking, taking this show to the top, right? right. You are amazing, John C. Dvorak. I mean, this is my turf. This is, what are you doing on my beat, man? Hey, you, you know, get off! Of, you don't listen to sports talk radio. Damn it! I knew something was wrong. <laughs> sports talk radio. Yeah, that's where I need to spend my time. <laughs> mm. Wow! So it's been banned. <laughs> Apparently. Wow. So what what will the new song be? We need to help them with the new song. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, we need a new song for Penn we could fi- we could fill up a whole show with just songs that we uh, that we come up with it for them. Um, wow. Okay, comedy at the top of the show there. That's great. I have to yeah, say, I'm done. I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> you're good to go. And yeah, actually, <laughs> great. Uh, so um, some interesting things happened here that I've kind of seen spreading globally. And uh, this is the whole idea of, he's lying. I'm going to fact check it. Fact check. He's a fact check. Lying. Liar. Have you heard this? Have you noticed this? uh, Yeah. This meme? So this is now spreading. In in Gitmo Nation Lowlands, the Netherlands, they have uh, snap elections on September 12th, I believe. Uh, yeah, which I think is the same day as the iPhone 5, which is, you know, planning is everything, boys. And um, and they're doing the same thing now because they have their debates. Um, and, of course, the Netherlands is a coalition uh, country. So, you know, where the losers have to work with the winners, which is kind of an interesting system. Well, actually, we had some of that in the United States in the uh, early beginnings, in the first 50 years or so. Oh, really? Was that our system kind of? Well, I think the second place guy would get vice president, or it was some. Oh, really? It was really screwy. It was <laughs> the second uh, which place is guy. Than it is now. The second place guy got to be vice president. So if you're president, you're always like looking over your shoulder. Yeah, I'm gonna get you. Wow. Um, but the, but the, I'm seeing the same discourse of you're lying. He's lying. The press going. He lied. He lied. And all I saw uh, 
as uh, of course the last time we spoke was uh, was what was it the eve of um of the uh, closing of the uh, uh, Republican Even destruction. Na- <laughs> yeah. The closing of the uh, uh, Republican National Convention. And it was just amazing to see how ever, the press, the media or whatever they call themselves, these douchebag liars, they're the liars. Like he's lying. His, his speech was filled with lies. We fact checked everything. <laughs> oh, and uh, and poor Clint Eastwood. You know, the guy goes out. I admire that bit. I mean, he ad-libbed. The thing I didn't realize at the time, he ad-libbed the entire, the entire comedy act. Now, first of all, the, the whole reason he's there, we do understand, is he's got a movie out. It seems like a really good movie. Um, it's about baseball, actually. Here's a little bit of the trailer. You'd be the only woman. My father is a baseball scout. I grew up around men who swore, drank, and farted. <laughs> damn check. Trust me, I can handle it. It's a comedy. It's got Justin Timberlake in it. Um, it looks like a really fun movie. So, of course, you know, the, this is an excellent opportunity to promote that. So I, I encourage that. I think that's great. Um, it, it, what was interesting is, and I actually saw, uh, I saw his speech. But when you see the reviews uh, of people who maybe saw it, but want to tell other people who didn't see it, who just, you know, like watch headline news, HLN or something. It's like, uh, kooky old guy rambles. Yeah. It, it's senile, <laughs> senile, senile, crazy, crazy, stumbling and bumbling, crazy. And, and they have a term now. This is Euro news, which I thought would be appropriate because this is how, you know, the Europeans, they have to read their own version of the script. So Euro news is obviously a compromised news organization. Let's just deconstruct how they are presenting what Clint Eastwood said. Anne Romney called Clint Eastwood a unique guy after his rambling one-sided conversation. Rambling one-sided conversation. It wasn't rambling. It was. It, 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 of course, he was given a speech is going to be one-sided. It's rambling. And Anne Romney, like, oh, unique guy. So already setting it up like, motherfucker's crazy. With an imaginary Barack Obama at the Republican Obama National here. Convention. And it appears her view is widely shared. It appears her view is widely shared. Appears. Questions. The surprise speaker brought star power to the show as he warmed up the crowd for Mitt Romney's presidential nomination acceptance speech. Promises that you made when you were running for election. How do you handle it? I mean, what do you say to people? But he's now become a surprise internet hit with the president himself joining a host of celebrities and others in poking fun at the Hollywood actor and director. The 82-year-old's cameo appearance seemed to thrill many in the audience, but it's been widely panned on the web, even giving rise to a new term, Eastwooding. So um, how do you measure widely on the web? And uh, this term... Just say it. You don't have to measure anything. Exactly. And this term, Eastwooding, they just completely made that up. Like, it's a new meme. It's called Eastwooding. No, it's not. No one's saying that is dumb. It's not even funny, Eastwooding. You've been Eastwooded. <laughs> no one's saying that. It's completely ridiculous. And I, I mean, we go like this. You know, Bob Newhart uh, brought out to do uh, yeah. come out of the stage and and talks to imaginary people on the phone. Oh, what an idiot! No, how is it possible? Yeah. So here is uh, the one minute of the speech, which had nothing. I think it was two minutes where he he. Did some stand-up shtick, which I thought was pretty decent, um, and it was funny. Yeah, he's an sure. 82-year-old man doing stand-up. 
in front of a big audience, and I thought he did very oh, hold on, well. Hold on, I you mean, can't you can't be ageist, positive or negative. It has nothing to do whether he's no, eighty-two I know, but I'm or just not. Saying he's not. Uh, it has nothing to do with he's it. Not a kid. He's not a black rapper. Oh, you're going to go there? Oh, well, you have to wait. I'm not ready to go towards all the black-white stuff. I'm not quite ready for that. But here's the one minute that I think deserves listening to, which uh, he was complete—it was just great. This was a great one minute of Clint Eastwood. You, we, we own this country. Hello. Nice. We own it. Uh, they haven't even used your, uh, your clip of applause. Apparently, yeah. Mm-hmm. Here it comes. Yes, we, we own it. And it's not you owning it and not politicians owning it. Politicians are employees of ours. Nice, and, uh, nice. This is good. So, I'm right. just going to come around and beg for votes every few years, and it's the same old deal. But I just think <laughs> This, that, by the way, sounds exactly like you. Not, not, the, not the way he's saying Well, not the accent or anything. But this is, this, you could have written that. This could have been you up there. It's like, eh, they just come around and beg for votes every couple of years, you know. Okay, I guess you disagree. I thought he did fine. Well, uh, hold on. It's important that you realize that, that, and, and that you're the best in the world. And uh, whether you're Democrat or whether you're a pro- Republican or whether you're Libertarian or whatever, you're the best, and we should not ever forget that. And we, when somebody does not do the job, we've got to let them go. <laughs> I love that. Doesn't so, do the job. So you know, so, so his, his real slam was against that thing Obama did, like a few, which seems to be dissipating for some reason. I guess the Republicans are not getting on. By the way, they did uh, bring up the uh, just getting by meme. Yeah, I caught that. I caught that. But did, it was so minor. They weren't harping no. on it. They didn't harp no, on the fact no, that no. Obama says, well, you're, you're not a success yourself. It's because of the government. Can I just say one thing about, just about Clint Eastwood? The reason... Here's what's crazy. The minute someone goes up on stage these days or in front of an audience and does not use a teleprompter and therefore speaks kind of like you and I speak on the show, which sometimes... He didn't even use notes. That, the minute you are not slick and polished and using a teleprompter or even notes, you are now a rambling, bumbling idiot. This is how crazy programmed we have become by the, by the media. That's what is, and, and by the way, this is even for, you know, uh, AM radio talk shows. These guys are all reading off notes, this, you know, and, and, and they're using the same language over and over and over again so that they don't stumble and bumble through things. But the minute you are speaking from the heart and off the cuff and you um, stutter or maybe say, hmm, hmm, oh my God, he went, hmm, he wasted valuable airtime. Then you're a rambling, bumbling idiot. And if you're 82, then you're old. <laughs> yeah, you're wasting valuable airtime, which you could have filled up with commercials. <laughs> anyway, uh, do you have? Um, I can give you the uh, presidential election update, and uh, then I think it looks like you have some clips that would probably uh, fit into this. That uh, maybe might be interesting. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I give you the no agenda. I'm doing my jingles on the fly here. Here is uh, the Democratic uh, side. No, wait, I'll do the Republican side first. Uh, (laughs) 
Like, really? Nah, we don't want it. Screwed it up. It's all like, yeah, Obama didn't make it good. And he's like, wait, took all your money in Obamacare. All right, now the Democratic side. It's tax breaks for millionaires and billionaires. You didn't build that bitch. You didn't build that. There's our money. Take our money back. And that is the No Agenda political updates. You know, I, I, there's a clip I wanted to get, and I didn't get it, which I, and I can't figure out where it is. But there was actually a, uh, oh, it, it was actually a, I'm trying to think where it was. It may have even been from some fictional show, but whatever it was, it was, it's not only that the Republicans are going to let the rich not get taxed, but now apparently they're going to lower the taxes on the rich and raise the taxes on the middle class. Yeah, this is great. Where does this come from? I don't know, man. Well, it's- here's where some of it comes from. Some of the fiction out there is uh, I want to get to right away, which is the newsroom, your favorite show. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, hold on a second. It's not. It's not my favorite show. Smash is my favorite show. The newsroom is a highly irritating. It's uh, highly irritating. It's it's, it's meant, bogus show. It's meant to uh, because it's changing history. It's meant to give you the feeling that the news is great for some reason. I mean, people do get confused by these things. By the way, just to, not to turn this whole show into a shaggy dog story where we just keep going off the track. But I did see the uh, the movie The Postman, which, by the <laughs> way, and I want to uh, mention to anyone out there recommending films uh, for us yeah. or anything with some sort of a theme that might mm-hmm. be no agenda-ish. Mm-hmm. This is the worst piece of crap. <laughs> I didn't watch it because I, I remember think, you know, it being I, bad. I, we would, I think we have to discuss <laughs> we have on the to, show whether we should, whether it's possible to denight one no, of our. No, uh, you can't denight people. That's, that's not okay. Say, and it's, it's no, it's borderline no. in this case. Well, he's not a knight. Hold that on I a second. Called. Hold on. It is our job to verify the information that our producers hand us, and we can just say, "Hey, it's a boring piece of crap movie. No need to go watch it." Right. So well, we I'm don't saying need that to now. delist people for that. What are you? At MSNBC, all of a sudden, now. Okay, here we go. So, but there was one funny thing in there. They apparently had rewritten the post office oath of allegiance, were it not for the gloom of night, the hail and rain. You know this thing. I guess they, they, in the newsroom. They... In, in the newsroom, when the postman, postman, the postman. Oh, like neither rain nor sleet, sleet nor snow, nor dark of night will right. keep us from our plight or right. flight, right? Or whatever right. The hell it is. Yeah. So they have the new one, which is quite funny. The oath in the post and the postman. Yeah, the oath in the Neither post. snow nor rain, nor gloom of night. Neither snow nor rain, nor gloom of night. Through bandits hail, through fire fight. Through bandits hail, through fire fight. Through flood and plague, we cannot fail. Through flood and plague, we cannot fail. No hole in this trash will stop the mail. No hole in this trash will stop the mail. You all now U.S. postal carriers. Wait, did he say no homeless trash will stop the mail? Is that what they said? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no homeless trash will stop the mail? That's crazy. Yeah, I've been thinking about this war on... <laughs> no homeless trash. <laughs> the thing was hilarious. I'm so happy I didn't watch that. I've been thinking about that war on mail that, that you've been harping on about, you know, how Congress is trying to take them down. And you know what I keep reading about? I keep reading about um, they're testing, sending vaccines through the mail. Um, because of course, you know, we'll have some kind of uh, bioterror alert or whatever, and they and they're doing these tests. Could it have something to do with that somehow? That 
Well, I don't know. That's a stretch. I mean, I, I suppose maybe an, I don't know because you know because of course it would. Be, I don't see it. Mm. I don't know. I just I, I, this you know I have like these intuitions. I'm like some this may be related, may be related somehow. I I, I don't know. Do we want to talk about the black white thing? Because this is this is. Well, I was going to do the newsroom clips. All first. right, do the newsroom. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, go. Okay, ahead. so first of all, we have this. Uh, first, there's. It's a kind of weird propaganda where you ridicule somebody and you claim to be on one side, but you're really not. And it's a very strange mechanism. And then you present it's not it's not false information. It's just based on a fallacy, and it has uh, it just doesn't. It just is, I find it to be extremely annoying when I run into it, and this is a good example. This is newsroom voter fraud. This is where the the, the anchor guy, uh, who's the head uh, character in the story, uh, is Will, giving his Will little McElvey. pitch at the end. Yes. Will. Me too. Because voter fraud is such a huge problem that during a five-year period under the Bush administration, when 196 million votes were cast, the number of cases of voter fraud reached 86. Not 86,000. 86. Here's what that number looks like as a percentage of votes cast. Four one hundred thousandths of a percent. This would be called a solution without a problem, but it's not. It's just a solution to a different problem. Republicans have a hard time getting certain people to vote for them, so life would be a lot easier if certain people just weren't allowed to vote at all. I'm ashamed to say that 32 of the 33 voter ID laws were proposed by Republican legislators and passed by Republican-controlled state houses and signed into law by Republican governors. I am not, however, ashamed to say that I am a Republican. And that brings us to tonight's second story. All right, so what's your point? So anyway, the point is is that this is presented so everyone goes, oh, yeah, that's it. It's a bunch of bull crap because there's only 85 cases. This is like... Yeah, there's only 85 cases that could ever be taken to a to a trial situation. It's almost impossible. That's the reason you need ID in some situations. It's almost impossible to ever do a voter fraud case. This is like saying, uh, why do we have jaywalking laws? There was only three people in the last five years that were arrested for jaywalking in Berkeley, so it can't be a problem. Well, if you've ever been in Berkeley, everybody jaywalks all the time. But you, but so using this is kind of like a very twisted propagandistic technique that I always find extremely annoying, and it just really s- tells you that you're watching something that is pure propaganda. And then, right. then so now, now to to make that even more, uh, you do understand that it's a, it's an HBO fictional story, right? This newsroom. Yeah, I know, right. but fiction. Yeah, well, that's where you get your. That's how you get your information through, because every all this information here is supposed to be true, right? Yes, of course, it's a, it's fact. So fact. now, now play news. Now this is the one. This is a uh, kind of the rundown room where everybody in, in most news organizations they all get together. You know, the editors mm. typically, mm. Or, the, or the section editors, whoever mm. they are, they get together in a room. They start banding about. Kind of important stuff. Yeah, that we're going to put in the show in the rundown. Yeah, and so there now. Then there's a time sequence problem with this with this particular show. They mix old five year old <laughs> stories that are supposed to be happening today. John, with John, are you trying to point right, out that it. this is mind control? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> well, um, yeah, exactly. Okay, all right. Austerity riots in London and the FAA shutdown. Mitch McConnell said the debt deal was a hostage worth taking. Quote, yeah. As of about 10 minutes ago, the Dow's down below 12,000. There's a new investigation into why the Interior Department hasn't collected billions in oil royalties. Robert Bork is now a Romney advisor. We'll get this all sorted out, but let me ask, uh, is anybody here an expert on sex in the city? The TV show or just... 
The TV show. Mother of Moses. Listen, she goes out of her way to take an interest in my interests, and I want to do the same, and she loves. I know what she loves. So I need a crash course. Yeah, I, uh, of course, I saw this episode, and I, uh, I had my thoughts about it. I'd love to hear yours. Did you have any thoughts well, I about this sequence? I mean, I didn't watch the whole episode. I because I can't. I, it's almost impossible to watch this show. But really? I, I did. Yeah, and I did. Uh, I got the biggest kick out of the austerity riots in London. Let's talk about that. Of course, they never did. Uh, and, and then it was Judge Bork, who I think was ninety or something, and he is like advising Romney. <laughs> it's like th- th- this is a callback slam item that you would only use for, I don't know, old voters. I'm not absolutely sure who would remember Judge Bork, but okay. There's that. And then, uh, you know, they're not paying their royalties and they're not getting their... I mean, every one of these items was part of... is Not to harp on this, but it was all liberal agenda stuff. I mean, I find this show extremely destructive. Uh, anyway, go okay. All right. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I mean... It- Yes. It's just, so what do you want to warn people? Should they watch The Postman instead? Instead of No, no, they should not watch television at all. That's what I've been Oh, say. oh, that's what you're trying to say. Okay. Well, read it can't happen here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Where's my uh even though my eyesight has improved, I still can't find certain things that I'm looking for. Can't see anything. Yeah. <laughs> my my eyesight is so great now I can't see. Um, I was going to play Turn Off Your Television, but I don't know where that jingle went. This just pisses me off. Someone, you know, someone's been touching my, my, what? my plank. What? <laughs> someone's been touching my board. Why can't I oh, find it? By the it? way, in that last clip, did you notice how they used that, those, that, that subtle ringing, ringing, ringing sound? Yeah. Which is to get your attention. Cause every time you hear that, you just, you kind of, your whole system kind of tenses up and you, you're very receptive to. Uh, propaganda. Well, I, well, I think the, uh, they did something very. Anyway, interesting. We should have, we should go back to doing that when we when we do our donation segment. The telephone ringing. Well, yeah. what, what I found very interesting is the so they they throw this entire like in in ten seconds all these things that are all messed up, messed up, messed up, and then they hit you with Sex in the City. Your mind goes, oh yeah, of course I know what's going on with Sex in the City. I can explain that immediately. So I think that that's where all of that. Uh, propaganda flows into your brain. Usually they do it the other way around is they set you up with something and then they sh- gently shove it in. I think this, no, I think this is better. I think it's much better. And that's, that's what I, when I heard this, when I saw it, cause I watched the episode, I was like, wow, that that's pretty good. We should try and do that ourselves. <laughs> we should. Yeah. Now yeah. they think, uh, how come somebody didn't say, Hey, sexy, just look it up in the Wikipedia. You bonehead. Yeah, yeah. Go to the book of knowledge. Book, best book, the book of knowledge. So, no, something else happened that, um, of course, we've been talking about for months that this would be a big part of the campaign. And this is the uh, use of race and uh, what people are now calling code words. We've been tracking this and it's really gotten out of hand. And uh, it seems that uh, now MSNBC has decided to become... Uh, an opinion channel instead of a news channel, which is okay because I, you know, they're every, everyone's on the same page. The only people who are trying to trying to do news is CNN, and of course they suck. No one's watching because it's not interesting to the hypnotized populace. Um, but what happened um, during the? And I didn't watch it. I've only looked at you know certain clips, and I was flipping back and forth to see what MSNBC was doing. Um, I, I think that this exchange between Martin Bashir. Uh, on MSNBC and uh, what's the name? Is his name O'Donnell? Chris O'Donnell? Yeah. Uh, not, is it Chris? Lawrence. Lawrence. Pete. Uh, 
Larry. Larry O'Donnell. Where he... Well, just listen to this, and, uh, and then we'll talk about all the other code words that you can no longer use. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell's forthcoming oration. Can I quote something from you? For Please. four years, Barack Obama has been running from the nation's problems. He hasn't been working to earn re-election. He's been working to earn a spot on the PGA Tour. How about that? Well, we know exactly what he's trying to do there. He's trying to elide Tiger Woods uh, and surely, you know, yeah. the, the lifestyle of Tiger Woods with Barack Obama. Obviously, nothing could be further from the truth. They find every way they possibly can to Lawrence, make do you, every... Lawrence, do you, don't you think, Lawrence, don't you think that what he's really trying to do is to suggest that the president is not paying attention to the central issues that come with the responsibility he has? Is he really, Mitch McConnell, really making a connection with... Tiger Woods, who of course has become infamous for chasing various cocktail waitresses around Las Vegas and so on. Martin, there are many, many, many rhetorical choices you can make at any point in any speech to make whatever point you want to make. Indeed. If, if he wanted to make Indeed. the point you just suggested, and I think he does want to make that point, they had a menu of a minimum of ten different kinds of images that they could have raised. And I promise you, the speechwriters went through rejecting three or four before they landed on that one. That's the one they want for a very deliberate reason that, it, that there's that these people reach for every single possible racial double entendre they can possibly find okay now before we continue with that this is fascinating to me that uh because we've joked about uh the president playing golf and uh, and we've you know because he plays a lot of golf and, and he plays well i think he's played more golf than anybody yeah but in, in that office so to say that he was you know trying to get a spot on the pga tour that is then immediately translated and o'donnell keeps on going by the way that this he knows for a fact he knows for a fact that this is what they were doing we can play that in a moment but i just want to go down the list that i have here uh i think michelle malkin compiled this list uh, of words you cannot use anymore because uh, you will be deemed a racist. Are you ready for this? Hit it. Okay. Uh, I, I wish I had audio and video of all of these, but not enough time and to find it all. So uh, the word angry. Uh, now, this is, of course, we heard uh, uh, Toure, the uh, hip-hop uh, uh, aficionado. Right. Uh, the word angry means angry black man. Yes. Aggressive. <laughs> Somehow. Yes. Aggressive black man. Yeah. Uh, Chicago. Now, according to Chris Matthews, you cannot Chicago use... Chicago means black man. Yes. Uh, here it is. Uh, the Obamas and their core team of astroturfers pay for play schemers and power brokers hail from the Windy City. This is simple geographic fact, says Michelle Malkin. But in progressive, uh, but in progressive of parlor Chris Matthews' world, it is an insidious dog whistle. The frothing cable TV host attacked Republicans this week who gave... They had the gall to remind voters of Ruthless Chicago Way, because Chicago stands for, you know, wrong side of the tracks. Uh, poor people. Yeah, here it is. Uh, Matthews says, that sends the message, this guy's helping the poor people in the bad neighborhoods and screwing us in the burbs. What? So, yes. So He's you, not helping any poor people whatsoever, and everybody knows it. <laughs> I'm just, hey, look, I'm just going down the list. Um, Constitution. So if you uh, bring up the word constitution, that is also racist. And this is, uh, who's, who, who's who've deconstructed this? Juan Williams. 
The language of GOP racial politics is heavy on euphemisms that allow the speaker to deny any responsibility for the racial content of his message. References to a lack of respect for the founding fathers and the Constitution also make certain ears perk up by demonizing anyone supposedly threatening uh, core old-fashioned American values like, I don't know, slave ownership. So you can't talk about founding fathers or Constitution because that it is racist. Um, experienced is another uh, code word that you can't use um, <laughs> because, let me see. What? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just reading off the list here. Experience. Can't it, 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 use that word. Nope. Here. Uh, is is fried chicken on that list or? Uh, well, no, but you know what is on Watermelon the list? maybe? No, oh, God. Those are the old classics. Even, yeah. Food stamp president. You can't say food stamp president. Okay. It's pithy and shorthanded for, uh, you know, uh, racist. It's I only Because apparently it's only black people on food stamps. Apparently. Yeah, apparently that's what it sounds like. Apparently. Um, Even though, by the way, it's probably not true. I'd like to see a rundown on that because. Oh, no, it's not true. There's more white people yeah, on, there's uh, more on white, food stamps. Because yeah. they've screwed the black yeah. people out of food stamps. Yeah. Because now if you if you get, you know, most of the black males in this country have gone through a, a stint in prison. And once that happens, you can't get food stamps anymore. Do you know that? Oh, yeah. Now, so this is bogus. Now, now listen to the rest of O'Donnell. And what's how, being done about that problem? What's what is Obama or anybody else doing about that? Nothing. Nothing. No, this is just about dividing, dividing the country, dividing us into you know it was red and blue, now it's white and black. Even the president, by the way. You know, if we're going to play it that way, let's just deconstruct everything and everything. You know, from now on, I'm going to be. You can't say um, hold down the fort. You know this. This is this is now racist against Indians. Rule of thumb is racist against women because uh, the rule of thumb uh, stems from uh, apparently you were allowed to beat your woman as long as the bruise was not bigger than a man's thumb. That's where rule of thumb comes from. Did you know this? Yeah, I did actually. <laughs> we well, talked about it on the show before. Oh, I don't remember that. I I, yeah. I would have remembered that. Beyond a shadow yeah, I of would have remember. That's the, you were making. It was actually something like that was your punchline. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you, I, there you go. I'm boring. Uh, let's listen to, to everything. I'm, everything anyone says now, I'm going to just call them out as being a racist because it's so easy to do. In every go. one of these speeches, you really believe that about Mitch McConnell? Look, it is impossible. I know these people are insensitive. I know these speechwriters are... These people. He keeps saying these people. These people. That's a, that sounds like racism to me. Sensitive. I know the way they work. They do not have the same sensitivity level that other speechwriters do. But when you get to the Tiger Woods reference, there were people in the speechwriting... Did he say writing... Tiger Woods in that thing? I thought he just said PGA. No, no. no. He, he's, this is Tiger how... Woods is he's, you know, he's complete... one guy. Tiger Woods is he's completely... He, is Tiger Woods you. equal to PGA? Is that what he's Apparently, yes, of course. Room, I know this without a shadow of a doubt. Oh, shadow of a doubt. That sounds racist to me, John. In fact, shadow of a doubt sounds shadow, racist. Well, hold on. Let me let me deconstruct. This guy is racist because shadow of a doubt, first used in recent popular culture in 1960 in To Kill a Mockingbird, Atticus Finch states. The law says reasonable doubt, but I think a defendant's entitled to the shadow of a doubt. Of course, he was defending a black man. So this is a racist comment. And he knows it. And he knows it. And I, I, I fact, fact, fact that this guy is racist. He said, wait a minute. Do we really want to go there? Do we really want to go to Tiger Woods? And the vote in the room was, yes, we do. And Mitch McConnell agreed to do it. 
Okay, so um, the president, our own president, is now also being racist, John. Have you noticed this? He was in Iowa just yesterday, and he rolls out the race card like nobody else's business. What they offered over those three days was, more often than not, an agenda that was better suited for the last century. Yeah, it, it was a rerun. We'd seen it before. You might as well have watched it on a black and white TV. Ha Racist! By the way, I think that actually was put in there to be racist. <laughs> okay, McLarry. <laughs> this is crazy, people. This is crazy. And please don't fall for I see people falling for this. And did I not say that... Hey, I had to mention to everybody, but, you know, he was, a, he was elected by a white majority. I mean... <laughs> oh, please don't, don't, don't try to make sense. Did you... Um, did, did, I, did, I t- did we discuss this on the show where I said... Yeah, I think we did on Thursday, where I said, did the, the Republican National Committee, did they buy the hashtag on tweet, on Twitter, on the thing, the feeds, the whatevers? Turns, I think one of them was promoted. I saw a promotion button next to it. It turns out it's true. They actually bought it. And so, yeah. so the trending, but it was trending. Now the trending topics, the trending hashtags are not really trending. They're purchased. So, so trending, you don't know if trending is bought or not. I, all I know is every once in a while I look at the trending thing and then there's something interesting trending. I think we did this on the show recently where I, there was something interesting trending that was kind of a little sketchy and it disappeared just instantly. Oh, no, of course. Yeah, but, but now it's, they're actually saying. It's like somebody's watching. Yeah. Well, they, they purchased it. So I got a couple of things for the Obama speech. Uh, oh, the one in Iowa? Or, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, really? Iowa. You didn't catch that one, though, the, the pure racist comment. You know that's what's so. That's the thing about racism. <laughs> it, cre- it it creeps in without you knowing it. I didn't notice that one. You're right. You got me. Uh, you know, I think it's racist that you didn't catch the racism. Well, so it's you are indirectly of you to point that out. <laughs> well, yes, I am. I'm sorry. I won't do it anymore. I have a bunch of clips from this speech. This is actually, you know, this is his warm up speech. You know, it's right after the other convention. He's got it. He's checking out the audience. He's yeah, yelling this, and screaming. I do have the. Like, we might as well start with the end of it. This is the beta test, is what this is. Yeah, it's the as we would call it. Yeah, yeah exactly. The beta test. All right. Let's uh, I, th- actually let me save the end for last. Try this one. He um, try the Obama speech, healthcare a little bit. It's very short, and uh, I just wanted to ask you a question. This is an ask Adam. Oh, really? Well, good. It's up to you. Whether we go back to a healthcare system that let insurance companies decide who to cover and when, or whether we keep moving forward with the new healthcare law that's already cutting costs and covering more people and saving lives. All right, ask Adam. Okay, so now uh, this thing is saving lives and covering more people, but I thought it didn't even go into play until 2014. How can it be doing anything, really? What's your question? Well, what's he talking about? Um, apparently, you can have your child on your insurance, which I already had. I don't think I don't see how that was a big deal. Uh, that I guess is I was saving just confused lives. because he makes it sound as though this thing is in full play, and it's no. Not. It doesn't really start until two thousand fourteen. He's a liar. Liar. Ho, ho, liar. Ho 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 ho! That's racist, man. You can't call a black man a liar. 
So here's the one that really, this is a combination of two, two clips. This one here, this one just is just hilarious. And you know he was, you know, Obama maybe doesn't have much of a backbone. But you have to remember he taught English as a grad student. And so okay. he does this gotta register. Go play gotta register.com and tell me you didn't crack up when you heard this. <laughs> and I need your help. First and foremost, I need you to go to gotta register.com to make sure that you are registered to vote. Now, this is gotta register. It's, uh, I'm sorry, any English teachers who are in the room, this is it's not got to, it is gotta. G-O-T-T-A register.com Wow. And once you're registered, then you gotta go to gottavote.com No. It's true. Wait, gotta register.com is actually uh, the website. Yeah. Who, who, uh, who makes this up? <laughs> Some idiot. And gottavote.com is actually also a real website. Yes. But is this uh, run by the, the Democrats? Yeah. Obama, Obama, Biden. Gotta. So, but this is, uh, uh, Ebonics. That's, that's racist. What you just say. I know it's racist. What I said, but it it, got to register. Yeah. Got a G O T T A. Is is that official English? Got it. You got it. You got to do that. I think it should be gots, gotsta. That would be better. Yeah, I think it's G-O-T-S-T-A. Gots the register. You got the register dot com, bro. Gots the. So, so this brings us to a couple of points about the dumbing down of this of this office and the <laughs> dumbing think, down of Obama. This is crazy. He does uh, in, the, in the clip. <laughs> this, I, can't, I can't believe this is actually happening. <laughs> gotta. You gotta believe. You got to. No, it should be G-O-T. We got, got would someone believe. please register got to register dot com? Because that's. <laughs> got to register. That's, that's, this, he doesn't even have the, the, he doesn't have his finger, this pulse on, well, his he's finger not on the pulse really of the an Ebonics, uh, an Ebonics expert. No, but this is not Ebonics. This is how people on the street, they, you got to do that, man. It, there's an S in there. It's not G O T T A. It's G O T T A. always says gotta. Gotta, gotta, gotta. Gotta, I think it's from a disco song. <laughs> um, this is crazy. So play the clip, money well and good, and then I'll, now so I can conclude on something here. Yes, please. And soon you'll get a chance to choose a path that will actually lead to a better future. Ooh. But over the next two months, the other side will spend more money than we have ever seen on ads that basically tell you the same thing they told you at the convention. The economy's uh, not doing good, and it's Obama's fault. It's not doing well. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Stop. This whole collection of things that you've got going on here, John, without a doubt. Clip of the day. Now, wouldn't it be funny if the ads came out and they actually said that? <laughs> economy not doing good. Obama's fault. It's not doing good. You gotta vote. Miss gotta Mickey, vote. dot com. Miss Mickey is peeing her pants right now because you know, she, her English is, I think, is outstanding. You know, the, but she always wants me to correct her on things, and I even screw this one up. You correct me on the good and well, but she, you know, it's, it's a Dutch thing. Actually, the reason why she does it, but she's cracking up now. That I'm sure she heard the, the president say it incorrectly, but it fits with Gotsta. You got to do. You got to do good, boy. 
You got to do well. I still keeps harking back on the seventies disco sound. <laughs> it's crazy. So uh, here's one that uh, that you can get. Uh, tell me you won't hear the magic number. Uh, Obama speech in Iowa mentions. <laughs> Now's not the time to refight the battles of the past four years. Now's no. the time to move forward. Forward. <laughs> this November, you get to decide the future of this war in Afghanistan. You got to decide. Governor Romney had nothing to say about Afghanistan last week, let alone offer a plan for the 33,000 troops who will have come home from the war by the end of this month. We got to do more. Is there more to the clip? Still, I think you got the point of it. Yeah, I just wondering I what 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 was the word? You know, again, thirty three, which is our one of our we track. Oh, what, what is he implying? I have no idea. This is great. This is great. I mean, uh, I thought I had uh, the, the the clincher there with the black and white TV. Now here's the here's the final thing that is interesting. Okay, is uh, this is Obama finishing the speech with a with by yelling essentially yelling at the audience? He's gone berserk. <laughs> this, is the, this is the exhorting Iowa crowds talk. And here's what you have to listen for. He does a very interesting switcheroo on the, we got to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to do that. Then it goes, me, 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 me. You know, besides just vote for me, it was me, I got to do this. I got. It's all su- suddenly becomes about him. It's okay. very interesting because okay. he usually stayed with the group think thing and yeah. kept it to the end. But so do you think he, he lost he, it or do you think uh, this is part of the plan? I really don't know. All I know, this is like I said, this is a dry run of, of what he's going to be rolling out. This is probably the the, the template for all the speeches we'll be hearing. And we, as we clip further along, the, the, we, we, oh, we're going to be able to do the two of us is find the modifications. And in, in so doing, and we only got 60 days to do this, find the modifications and then we can – See what the tr- what's trending, what's truly trending, and so far as which direction they're going to go, because they're going to find a weak spot in the mentality of the public. Uh, they don't have to worry about that with the, these crowds, which are just set up to uh, cheer and scream. They look like a Duh. Betty Boop audience, but anyway. <laughs> Wait a minute. When, what, what is this reference, uh, a Betty Boop uh, audience? <laughs> it's a reference of a bunch of people clapping like crazy, and they're all a bunch of no, animals no, in the uh, audience. You have to explain this reference. I mean, you know, people go watch a Betty, go rent a Betty Boop movie, yeah. and, and there's always an audience involved, and they're always just going crazy. It's amazing. Anyway. <laughs> this- We've got more young people to send to college. We've got more good teachers to hire. And we've got more good schools to build. We've got more troops we've got to bring home. We've got more veterans we've got to take care of. We've got, got more got doors got of opportunity to open to every single American who's willing to work hard and work through them. We've come too far to turn back now. That's why I'm asking for a second term, Iowa. And if you're willing to stand with me and join with me and knock on some doors with me and make some phone calls with me, And if you're willing to vote for me in November, we will win Polk County again. We will win Iowa again. We will win this election. We will finish what we started. And we will remind the world just why it is that the United States of America is the greatest nation on earth. God bless you. And God bless the United States of America. 
So the question is, is he the Mexican wrestler with the with the mask on, or is that the other guy? That's a good one, yeah. I'm He's not like quite WWE. Sure. I'm not quite sure which one he is. All right. Well, this has been... No, that's uh, enough. Anyway, that's, that's my little rundown entertaining. with Obama. And we're going to... Next week, of course, we have to endure the oh, Democrats convention, which starts on Tuesday. So, they've, uh, did you see the sand sculpture they're building of him? The giant sand sculpture? sculpture? No, I didn't. Let me check that out. It's frightening. It doesn't even look like him, really. But, well, the, but, the, but the metaphor of, of uh, a sculpture of Obama being built out of sand is a little freakish. I mean, someone should have caught that one. Yeah, I don't understand how they... Not, oh, not my God. Scary. Yeah. For, for scary, right? It's terrible. Yeah. It doesn't look anything like him. It looks like... What does it look like? Uh, looks like a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, people should have to go... It goes, it's a San, uh, Obama, Obama sand sculpture, and then there'll be plenty of images. I think it's gotasandsculpture.com. Got got, got 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 I'm telling you it's gotsta. It's not... How about... We should have gotta act. Oh, my God. This is the worst thing ever. I know, I know, I know. It's scary, right? It's a little weird, weird. You should take it out. Weird. Yeah, I think right they should, now. too. Um, so, I, actually, I do have, like, just two... Two things that are ancillary that might be interesting. Um, one is, you know, of course, Ron Paul got boned. We know that. Um, uh, that, you know, this still is galling. Well, here's Doug Weed. What are they thinking? What difference does it make? Well, let me, let me play this, this clip from Doug Weed, senior advisor, a WEAD, to the uh, Paul campaign, uh, who, we've, who we've discussed many times on the show. And he's going to explain uh, why... They what the strategic mistake was and how the Ron Paul campaign buckled to threats yeah. with the numbers. I definitely agree. But do you think that there's been from the campaign side, do you feel that there's been any kind disconnect? of disconnect? Yeah, with there the has grassroots? been a disconnect. And the biggest disconnect was over our inability to and our our decision not to attack Mitt Romney going into Michigan. That's the basis of all of it. And I favored us going after Mitt Romney. I wanted to go after him like crazy. The argument against going after Mitt Romney was that he had a tremendous amount of money. And he threatened to drop an A-bomb on us. He threatened to destroy forever the name Ron Paul by producing commercials that would, and advertising that would d destroy his name and reputation. And So I found that very interesting, that, that this is being put out there. Because uh, I don't believe it. I don't believe this to be true. Uh, Ron it Paul sounds, has, has nothing to lose. It sounds dubious. Yeah, he has nothing to lose. He has uh, never buckled under any type of pressure. And he's he's stepping out of politics. Uh, what were they going to say? Like, he eats babies? I mean, how bad can it really be? What can you do on in a television commercial? Unless, of course, what... Doug Weed is actually saying is they were going to destroy Rand Paul's name. Maybe that's what he meant. Uh, but I found I found it to be very dubious as well, and uh, and kind of like a we call it a Wiedergutmacher in uh, in Gitmo Nation Deutschland. Like here, eat on this because you know it'll taste good. And, you know that takes away the sourness of whatever pill you've just eaten. So I I found that to be yeah dubious is the right word. Well, it's also the possibility. I mean, weed is essentially a um, 
He works for a living as a political advisor. Yeah, he's got ties to big religious and money. it's possible that he was snubbed. Oh, no, I, I, I'm pretty sure this happened. I'm pretty sure he was, he was snubbed By early Romney. on. You know, after the, oh. and so he... Oh, he tried to bop over, you mean, somehow? Or? Yeah. Oh. And so he decides oh. to drop this little bullcrap bomb right, to right, kind of right. besmirch Romney uh, yeah, and make him possible. look like a smear artist. Yeah, that's possible. That's possible. Uh, which, yeah. you know, he may or may not be, but it's like, you don't, this is nothing, this is, uh, this is not kosher, what he did. So do you want to hear, uh, you know Peter Schiff? He's a, uh, I guess he's a... <clears throat> yeah, the, the, yeah it's, uh, tomorrow's, the depression starts tomorrow, Peter Schiff, <laughs> that guy. Yeah, do you want to hear him? Uh, yeah, I've always admired listening what, what to him. What do you think of him? Do you think he's he... always right, by the way. He's like, you know, it reminds me, of what's the, the little short guy that's over at Berkeley as a professor of economics, and he was the labor secretary under Clinton, uh, Reich. Uh, Cho? Re- Reich. Uh, said once uh, that he, he, he said he came out to give a speech. When he gives a speech, he says, yes, on June 2nd, I predicted that by November there will be a crash of the housing market. And in, and he has the documentation. He has, has a clip of himself kind of saying the same. He says, and this and the key is, is that I've been doing this for the last 30 years. He just keeps saying it. He just keeps just just keep saying it over different different scenarios. And then you pull out the gem. And that's that to me is Peter Schiff. Did you just blow away the whole secret to our red book predictions? Did you just take away my entire strategy? Well, go play the shit. We'll see. <laughs> Possible. Oh, get elected. No, no, let, let's go back to Governor Romney. His plan is. By the way, this this English douche. Who is he? This, this blowhard. Yeah, English. that guy. Yeah, I don't like him. Tax reform, lower tax rates, fewer deductions, and long-term entitlement reform. Now, isn't that a plan, at least, which would surely work over the long term if implemented? No? no Have we gone too far? He's, no, he's talking about reform, not cuts. They're committed to increasing Social Security and increasing Medicare. That's not reform. And they're also saying that nobody over the age of 55 is going to lose a nickel. That is impossible. No, wait a That's minute. That's going to bankrupt the country. But they're talking about using market forces to reduce the cost of, of Medicare well, outlays and reduce the about cost long-term of Social Security. No, but that's not going to work. What's going to reduce the cost is cutting the benefits. The government has overpromised. These are gigantic Ponzi schemes. They do not work. Meanwhile, the only reason the economy hasn't collapsed is because the interest rates are artificially low. Is that true, John? Is that uh, is that true? Well, uh, uh, it's you can make the argument, but I think it's only part of the problem. But there, yeah. But they have to be this law, otherwise they wouldn't have any activity at all. Right, but but what he's saying is that they are being kept low, which is what the Federal Reserve does, and if they weren't, then the economy would collapse. Is that true? If the interest rates were raised, would the economy collapse? Yeah. So this is what the real question is, probably. Okay. The Fed cannot keep interest rates low indefinitely. And when interest rates go up, the party is over. And then we're not going to have, you know, we're not going to have the choice anymore. We're going to have to finally deal with these problems or destroy our currency. And that is going to be a real economic crisis that will make 2008 look like a walk in the park. Give Yay. me a time frame, Peter. When does the crunch hit us? It's going to happen in the next administration. I hope it happens <laughs> early enough uh, that at least... Uh... This is why we need to be in. 
No one wants this this next four years. I mean, I think you want to grow, and I agree on this. That you say 2013, I think, is your cycle prediction, correct? That's the cycle being right. 2013, but the cycle is actually moved forward about six months, and it's never right on the money. I mean, ideally, it would take place in October of but, 2013. <laughs> but ideally, seems, for who? Ideally, what? <laughs> ideally, from so I for hey, your investments. Hey, do you have an extra dollar? I predicted this. Ideally, for what? Do you, do you have? I can. I can write HTML for food. Explain your ideally comment. What do you have? Some investment ideally, that I'm unaware of. What is going I, well, on? Like, ideally, for the cycle. Of the cyclists out there that all believe, or psycho fans, not cyclists, they're not bicycling around. Yeah, exactly. But okay, so, so, but it's been moved up. So the possibility exists uh, that the whole thing can collapse this October. This October? Yeah, I mean, it's possible because the, <laughs> the general economic collapse began in 2008. What happens to us when Late that, when in 2008, which it should have happened in late 2009, so it's up a year. Hey, 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 what happens? So let's say it happens in October, which, of course, is before the world ends. So I'm really concerned. You know, <laughs> yeah, where there's a double whammy. Yeah, 2013, I don't care. We're all going to be dead. But, but you know, I still have at least two months to go um in, in if it hits in october what what will happen to our show well, was that it is it junk will the collapse include <laughs> is it junk <laughs> no the show we should actually get more listeners if it actually happens in this october which is a possibility because <sighs> of the shift yes i think that more people would want to listen yes. to us more listeners less alms is that <laughs> well probably the alms would be yeah probably a problematic <laughs> luckily we have an international audience and so we do have some people that are well healed and we don't have uh not everybody i mean it's already pretty bad. I mean, we have, depending on what real numbers you look at, unemployment 20% plus, possibly up as high as 25. Mm -hmm. And uh, world unemployment extremely high, especially in Europe. Yeah. And uh, veteran unemployment through the roof, no matter what Obama says. I yeah. mean, it's outrageously yeah. bad. Yeah. So, I mean, it, you know, it can't get much worse. But, uh, it, but in fact, it can. <laughs> and, and we're all waiting for it because then we can say you correctly predicted it. <laughs> That will be awesome. All right, let's thank our producers, man. We have not, we are late on the producer thankage. Yes, we are late. Wow, I'm just looking at the sheet here. Holy moly, Instanight. We have Instanight Robert Rock in Anchorage, Alaska. Wow, that's awesome. Came up with $1,010.05. And his only comment is ring size 12.5. Well, we will take care of that, Sir Robert, and we'll be knighting you later on. That's awesome. Another upcoming night is Eric Bodenstab in Lauderdale, Minnesota. Uh, came with $440. He'll be executive producer for show 440. He's the exclusive member of the 440 Club. It's been 220 shows and time I donated again. Keep up the good work for the best podcast in the universe. Oh, no, thank you. Very nice. And so what is he? What is his number? That he, oh, 440. Okay, so he's, he's topping up his knighthood. Great. And he's the member of the 440 Club. Oh, the, duh. Hello. Yeah, hello. Awesome. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't get more of the emphasis. Sorry? Simon Woodhead and Bullith Wells Powers, I guess. UK. In the morning, you guys, uh, long-time douchebag. Moved to donate by the unfair treatment of Adam uh, after Twit. I never seen the show, but never seen the show, but looked following Adam's tweets and found the treatment divisive. 
He was clear and moderate in his views, and it's clearly set up by Leo. Love the show, our show. I admire and respect the independent thought uh, and the time you guys put into researching facts so others can form their own opinion with some basis. I frequently question the media and get cross at some of the lies were peddled, but you guys give me the bullets to fire in consequent out- outbursts. If any other No Agenda listeners wish to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Swoody, S-W-O-O-D-Y. Now, there's a, there's a by the way, I'm at the, the real Dvorak. Yeah, and I'm at Adam Curry. And I need 50 more to get to my next number. Uh, I would uh, certainly appreciate someone listening. I eagerly await hearing John trying to pronounce my address. <laughs> yeah, well, both yeah. Wells Pows. Yeah, you already you already kind of already bo- it. Well, how's yeah. he pronounce that? Both. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, well, I eagerly await Youth. here, blah, blah, blah. And if my note isn't too long, which it is already, I'd love a de-douching with the sciences in karma. De-douching the sciences in karma. And by karma. the way, he has a birthday. What's he telling us this for? <laughs> His birthday's February twenty second. Just so you know, just just, just so you can okay. so you can call him up. It could be code. <laughs> You've been deduced. Science, science is in. You've got karma. <laughs> you overmodulated that one. Uh, just on your end, it sounded great here. Yeah, well, you know what? I'm, can I tell you what's going on though? Then this is kind of a test. So, um, Sir Robert uh, Goshko, uh, he sent me a pair of No Agenda headphones as well. What do you think? Well, first of all, they're, they're phenomenally beautiful. It's the, um, what are they again? The V-Moda. V-Moda. Uh, so, what I'm always worried about is they sound dramatically different uh, from the ones that I was using previously. So, I have no idea. Yeah, it, it's... It, it just sounds dramatic. It sounds really good, but I wonder if these are meant perhaps uh, more for enhancing um, iPod, iPhone, mobile media listening, and maybe not necessarily as reference for the actual sound in studio. Although they say that they're great in studio, and it doesn't matter. They are. I think it's gunmetal. It's like the night edition with like the No Agenda shield on it. I mean, it's stunningly beautiful. Yeah, it's a nice uh, piece of gear. Yeah, and, and I have to, I'm going to have to go ditch mine because everyone keeps eyeballing them. And I know they're going to disappear. Even the kids? That's what I mean, yes, yeah. the kids. Yeah, you should definitely. I, I saw Miss Mickey looking at him. I took it right down to the studio and hit him. Yeah, I know. They're, they're, they're dynamite. Yeah. Anonymous in Honolulu, Hawaii, 33069. Uh, been a producer on the slow burner for a while now with a PayPal account donating and naturally occurring $7 a month, two separate accounts of $2 and $5 from the older days. Wow, wow, wow. I like the way seven's a prime number since it means it's organic and full of vitamins. <laughs> Even so, I've been looking to donate more in the spirit of the wacky donation amounts lately. A cool number I found is the triple double double nickels on the dime is 330. <laughs> Six nine. I think three hundred thirty dollars and sixty nine cents. Well, not exactly, but pretty damn close and good enough for government analysis work. If I make a few more of these, I will hopefully make knighthood before the end of the year. And he's in Honolulu. Wait a and he's just a simple karma. It's the triple double double nickels on the dime swazzle nuff is what it is. Yeah. You've got karma. Cool. Little karma boost. Thank you so much, anonymous in Honolulu. Anthony Montgomery in Westfield, Indiana, 30303. My third donation of 30303 towards 12121212. And knighthood and sincere wish that this holiday weekend rewards your labor to propagate the formula. Yeah. Anthony 7. Very nice. So one more and he'll be a 1212 night. Great. 
Felix Cornici, Farmingham, Farm, Farmington, sorry, Connecticut. Please give some karma to my wife, Mariana, for the upcoming exam on Thursday. Thank you for everything you do. Outstanding work. Best podcast in the universe. Uh, happy birthday, Adam. Oh, thank you very much. And I shall give you some karma there. You've got karma. Christina Lake and Lisbon, Maine, $200. My fiancé punched me in the mouth a few months ago, metaphorically speaking, of course, and I've been a devoted listener ever since. This is my first donation. However, I would appreciate a de-douching. I commute an hour each way to the clinic I work at, so your podcast and the audiobooks I listen to have been a lifesaver in making my commute significantly more bearable and entertaining. Thank you for being the best podcast in the universe. I'd like to have this donation credited to my fiance Richard Harriman. We're getting married on twelve twenty one twelve. If the that's... world's still around, great idea. <laughs> that's a great idea. It's a great idea. You know, it'll be the cheapest anniversary ever because <laughs> <laughs> you won't have one. We figure that it will be, but if not, then at least we'll be with our friends and family. We won't have to pay back the wedding costs on the credit card. Huh? Now that's thinking. That's, this is no, the kind of that, smart that, money that listens to our show. That's right. <laughs> they subscribe to your cycle theories. Could we have a science is in squirrel karma shout out for our wedding planning? We also bought a Mayan coin with the 12, 12, 12, 21, 12 on it from the noagendanation.com for good Excellent. measure. Thank you Excellent. so much and keep up the good work. Okay, science is in squirrel karma? The science is in squirrel. You've got karma. Interesting combo. KJB property, yeah, that's interesting. KJB properties in Houston, Texas. I've uh, been listening uh, since Adam's first appearance on Twit and been enjoying the best podcast in the universe. John, been enjoying your writing, TV shows, blah, 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 and appearances for years. Adam, I'm sure I don't need to tell you this, but the world needs crackpots because they're the only ones that can open the public's eyes to what's really around them. Value for value model is best, and this $200 is not for me, is for me not donating sooner. I'll be working my way to knighthood starting soon. I need to be called a douchebag first. Okay. Douchebag. For being a boner, and then deduce for getting with the program, and then he needs some car. You give him a deducing. Oh, okay. You've been All- deduced. Also, some karma for my parents in Thibodeau, Louisiana, for cleaning up after Hurricane Isaac dragged ass across the state. You've got karma. All right. And those are our great executive and associate executive producers for today's show. Yeah, Four great list. forty. Great list. Great be, list. Uh, um, uh, quick, uh, quick PR mention. Um, no agenda. Global Radio, uh, who uh, are now. I, so this is a, a producer initiative. Uh, who also uh, pay for all of our now for all of our uh, podcast bandwidth, not just the streams, but the uh, the files as well, which we've discovered can be quite costly. Are doing a design competition. And uh, to redesign the site, and if you um, uh, if you're the winner, then uh, you get a year of I guess it's a, it was a year of hosting and ten million gigabytes of uh, of bandwidth. So go to nagradio.com, n-a-g radio.com, and we appreciate, of course, uh, our hosting being provided by them. And uh, also, I want to remind people to go to dvorak.org/slash na and channeldvorak.com/slash na to donate to the show. So we can keep uh, doing this every twice a week. 
And Thijs Brouwers for the artwork on the previous episode, 439er. Highly appreciated, uh, all of our artists. You can always check out the latest art at noagendaartgenerator.com. And indeed, as John said, keep us rolling. Dvorak.org slash N-A. You can always go out and do something real important, which is sing Sweet Caroline. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. Now to something extremely important. And all that other stuff was not as important. Because uh, we have been tracking, if you've been looking at the show notes, which, by the way, is also a part of the entire package that we deliver to you. Uh, the, uh, you can always find the, find the show notes at nashownotes.com. Uh, but you can always find the most recent show notes at the episode number .nashownotes.com. So 440.nashownotes.com uh, would be the one you're looking for. Uh, we have been looking for uh, looking out for a trend called uh, in the show notes the war on vets, and we don't mean uh, veterinarians, but we mean uh, veterans of the United States Armed Services. And it's becoming a little annoying to see this uh, propagating. Where uh, now this goes back to the <coughs> to the Mayak memo, which we discussed on the show, which came out a couple of years ago. Where essentially the the lone wolf belligerent terrorists in the United States would be people who like Ron Paul, people who carry around a constitution, and veterans returning from foreign war because apparently they're all nuts and they're just going to want to kill you with their killing machine skills. Is that does that sum it up, John? Kind of. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. So every single mass shooting that we have, uh, in some way. Is related to a veteran Marine, except, of course, it's not entirely true because Colorado was not a vet and uh, the Empire State Building. New York City was all cops shooting up the place. exactly. So now we have New Jersey, uh, not that far from where I used to live for many years when my daughter was born, at a path mark. (laughs) I don't know why you do that, Uh, but at a path mark store, which was, you know, you had two supermarkets uh, in New Jersey. You've got King's. And you got Pathmark. And Pathmark is just crap. You know, you don't really want to be going to Pathmark. But they are open in the middle of the night. So um, here is... uh, It was crazy. Crazy what went down. And how the media is portraying uh, this. So first, let's get the story. Former U.S. Marine turned supermarket worker shot dead two colleagues on Friday in New Jersey before killing himself. Now, he was a uh, a Marine who uh, did not even go anywhere. He was not deployed. Very young, a uh, young boy, uh, 23 years old. So this, literally just a youngin. He was, as far as I understand, he was not deployed. Uh, but it, you have to lead this story off by saying, former vet! Turn supermarket worker kills everybody. The 23-year-old man returned to the grocery store after his shift armed with a handgun and an AK-47 rifle from which he fired at least 16 rounds. Police are investigating the motive. Now, again with the AK. So this is... Uh, it's getting a little bit annoying how these guns and ammo are being portrayed and the focus on automatic weapons. And, of course, when you say, and I have been corrected, apparently an AK-47, you can purchase them uh, that are disabled and they only are single shot but automatic. 
So they're not like a machine gun. They don't fire in succession, which is, of course, easily modified. But it's changed from assault rifle. This is a very important change. Assault rifle to AK-47, which is not standard issue of any Marine outfit in the American services that I know of. Listen to the prosecutor. So they roll out the prosecutor, not the police chief, the prosecutor in New Jersey to do the press conference to talk about this uh, unfortunate, horrible um, uh, occurrence. So arrived and entry was made. When entry was made, the two bodies were found of the innocent victims as well as of the shooter. I can confirm that there were two weapons that were found. One was an AK-47. And there were multiple magazines that were found in the store, and there was also a handgun. Now, why does he specify an AK-47, but is not, and this is new to me, because normally they'll say a Glock, you know, some kind of, but he just says a handgun. Could be a revolver, we don't know if it's an automatic weapon. This is the first thing, I'm like, whoa, that's not typical in a But you're asking statement. why they spe- are very specific about one gun and not the other. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. They're, they're always very specific this is, about this is this is getting fishier. But yeah, you're it, right. This, it, I, not your match. This this AK-47 meme. Oh, it gets better. Is a little out of control. Oh, it gets better. There were no shots that were fired by the police as the incident was over um, when the shooter um, shot himself. Okay, so this is the, so there were no shots fired when the shooter shot himself. Uh, but apparently the guy was already dead when the cops came, so who knows all this? This is all very sketchy, but listen to what's happening here. Uh, the scene is being processed, the family is being notified, the investigation is underway, and uh, I will release additional information later this afternoon, again, as it, uh, as it becomes available and after we've had an opportunity to speak with the victim's families. Any idea of motive at this time? As it relates to motive, that is being investigated. As it relates to the background of the shooter, that is similarly being investigated. I am aware of the fact that there is information that's already out there, that he had a military background. I cannot confirm that. But then why do you have to mention it at all? If uh, So now all of a sudden, it's just a military background. He says, I can't confirm, I can't talk about it. But yeah, I, we hear he's got a military background, so let's just introduce that into the conversation. His background, um, how he arrived, uh, working in this store, um, uh, is all information that I hopefully will be provided to you later on after I can actually confirm it. There are two windows that are blown out in the front of the store. Can you talk about how those two windows I'm not going to talk about any... I'm sorry? The windows that are shattered, was that by gunfire? Yes, it was. Was there an argument that he said he... Now, listen carefully. ...left the store, and apparently comes back with something that... Not that we know of right now. We was heard the gunman arrived when police arrived? I'm sorry? Was the gunman still alive when police arrived? We, the gunman was dead when the police arrived. We heard the gunman was wearing body armor. We hear the policeman... The, the gunman was wearing body armor. He was wearing body armor. I'm not going to confirm that until later on. I'm not going to confirm that until later on. What does that mean? That means you will confirm it later on, or you're just not confirming it right now, or you can't confirm it? (laughs) I do not believe that they were specifically targeted. I believe everybody in the store was a target. Oh, wow. So the guy's dead. He believes? He he believes. Uh, Based on what? Just on on the messaging that he's supposed to hand out about veterans being crazy killers. Crazy, maniac, maniacal trained killers being reintroduced into our society. Be very afraid. And I'm going to tell you veterans that you have to be afraid because that's coming up. The two guns that we found in the store. Now listen, now listen. The two guns that we found. Or believed to be his. 
Again, one is a shot. One is a AK-47. Oh, one was a shot. I mean, an AK-47. Interesting. Freudian slip. Why yeah. does he say shot uh, AK-47? The other's a handgun. This is a handgun. Just a handgun. The victims shot by the AK-47. The victims are shot by the AK-47. Okay. Um, so then they, uh, the news, sorry, <laughs> the opinion cable channels uh, go out and interview the neighbor. And it's incredible. So now they, uh, they have, of course, this is a psychological operation. I call it MK Ultra. But you will hear this dumb kid who probably knows how to spell gotteregister.com talking. Uh, he actually stumbles and, and, and mistakenly reveals that he has been programmed by the producer to talk about the AK-47. He was a very quiet person. Kept to himself and never left his house. You just never know who's your next door neighbor. We seen them moving in the beginning of the summer, middle of summerish. We seen them moving one day. That's the only time I have ever seen them. It's not even like it's a regular handgun. It's AK-47. So for, he's like, it's not a regular handgun. It's an AK-47, which uh, has nothing to do with a handgun. But listen closely to where he stumbles. As a military weapon. Like you, you said, never know what's going to happen. Like I said, did you hear it? Yeah, play that. Play it again. Okay, hold on. You'll love it. Handgun. It's AK-47 yeah. as a military weapon. Like you, you said, never know what's going to happen. Like I said, you did you catch it? He yeah, said, I, I, he says, like you said, and then he corrects himself. And says, like I said. He's talking oh, do, to the, do it again. I'm sorry. Talk, I don't know why. He's I talking to the producer. Yeah. AK-47 yeah. as a military weapon. Like you, you said, never know what's going to happen. Like I said, you could have bumped into him oh, and yeah. pissed okay. him off just like that. He lives right next door, so that's insane. Like that you said, insane. like I said. A guy was hiding an AK-47 next door. He was hiding an AK-47 next door. It's not hiding. You're allowed to have an a, a, a non-automatic or non-machine yeah. gun AK-47. You're not hiding anything. Hiding anything, so people are being mind controlled. This this whole, and he's talking. It's not an American military weapon. It is a uh, uh, an Afghanistan. It's the Russian gun. It's the Kalashnikov. It used to be called. I don't know why. We used to always call it a Kalashnikov, and then it became called the AK-47 because that sounds more uh, uh, westernized. It does. It sounds more westernized. They've been. uh, I'm looking at their page. It actually was invented in 1945. It's an old gun. Mm -hmm. Uh, Half of them aren't even licensed correctly. They're coming and they're pouring it. I would almost think that um, they're trying to uh, smear the gun because it comes in from China, from everywhere. India is making them, and it seems. that's, Sorry? Po- that's possible. That, that, that is yeah, possible. Yeah, be like an American gun company. I don't know of any American. Maybe there are some, but I don't know that any of them have a license I, I, to make this gun. We make the M16. Yeah, I like it's a better gun. Get that. <laughs> it's bad. What a shitty gun. I've shot the AK-47 in, in Iraq, and it's funny because you shoot it single shot, and it's pretty accurate. You put it on automatic, and you fire, you miss. You just miss everything. It's like <laughs> it's impossible to hit anything. But here's what here's what is frightening, because uh, and by the way, this is a, a, the first time we now have a black veteran going berserk. So this was a black guy, not a white guy. And I and I, and I said, hey, where's all the black guys? Are they only racial kooks? No, no. So now it's everybody. 
Except, of course, if you're in some other service. You don't hear French people doing this, British people doing this, Australia. They're all in Afghanistan. They're all over there. They've been in Iraq with us. They don't go home and shoot everybody up. No, apparently that only happens to Americans, the trained killers. What comes out the day after this? A movie? No, worse. Executive order. Oh, Damn it. Yeah, but this is a frightening Always one. Always when you find these things. And this is a frightening one. Executive order, title of the executive order, improving access to mental health services for veterans, service members, and military families. And I would like to read the... Oh, uh, they're going to open up gulags. Yes. And so, and I, you know, this is... Uh, veterans in America are, should be... Just move. Just get out. <laughs> Just get out because they're targeting you, and and it's not a small number either. So I just want to read the the policy statement, number one. This is from our president. Since September 11, 2001, never before that, by the way, more than 2 million service members have deployed to Iraq or Afghanistan. Long deployments and intense combat conditions require optimal support for the emotional and mental health needs of our service members and they, their they families. Have, they should have written it properly. It should be long and repeated. Yeah, and continuous. Yeah, long, repeated, and continuous and unfair deployments. Yeah. No, that would, that would be wrong. So the need for mental health services will only increase in the coming years as the nation deals with the effects of more than a decade of conflict. This is positioning every returning veteran as a freaking kook, which turns my stomach. Reiterating and expanding upon the commitment outlined in the administration's 2011 report entitled Strengthening Our Military Families, we have an obligation to evaluate our progress and continue to build an integrated network of support capability of providing effective mental health services for veterans, service members, and their families. Our public health approach must encompass the practices of disease prevention, disease, disease. It's a disease which can be treated by... Drugs uh, within the healthcare systems of the Departments of Defense and Veterans Affairs and in local communities. Our efforts must also focus on both outreach to veterans and their families and the provision of high quality mental health treatment to those in need. Okay, so uh, of course I have read this document for you, and um, it's you know the, there's there's always a fact sheet that is released. That's what the press reads: the fact sheet. Uh, and you can go read that. It's in the show notes as well. So what they're doing is they're building up. Uh, they want to put a whole bunch. So first, it starts off by, hey, we got it. We got to put more people on the suicide prevention line. Great. Okay. So more people can answer more phone calls. Then we have to have a detection mechanism within communities. So that is section three, enhanced partnerships between the Department of Veteran Affairs and community providers, providers. So uh, there's going to be a see something, say something. Okay, this is it's not in here, but it will be that if you see a veteran doing something weird, like, you know, talking to himself or a weird stare, you know, you got to go You got to go say something, go to go and rat on him. And here it comes. This is the one that I just I'm, I'm so angry. Section five. Improved research and development. The lack of full understanding of the underlying mechanisms of post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, and other mental health conditions and traumatic brain injury. Remember, we talked about this colonel who was trying to, you know, 
take away the stigma of PTSD and TBI, but he wants to treat it with drugs. This is what this is about. So in order to improve the coordination of agency research into these conditions, reduce the number of affected men and women through uh, better prevention, diagnosis, and treatment, the Department of Defense, Veterans Affairs, Health and Human Services, and Education, in coordination with the Office of Science Technology Policy, will establish a national research action plan. Okay? And, oh, God. The Departments of Defense and Health and Human Services shall engage in a comprehensive, longitudinal mental study with an emphasis on PTSD, TBI. Military and Veterans Mental Health Interagency Task Force. They will... It's even hard for me to read it. Agencies shall continue ongoing collaborative efforts with an aim to enroll at least... You ready, John? 100,000 service members by December 31st, 2012. Mm. They're going to round them up. 100,000 veterans who may be kooky enough to kill. This is the gulag. 100,000. Am I reading this incorrectly? Oh, by the way, uh, this uh, expert panel will consist of the Department of Education, Office of Management and Budget, Domestic Policy Council, the National Security Staff, the Office of Science and Technology Policy, and, of course, the Office of National Drug Policy Control. Oh, yes, because we're going to feed drugs to them. Veterans, leave. You, You do not want to be in this country. They're going to round you up. And I don't think I'm being alarmist about this. Well, you know, the thing is, the veterans have always provided good guinea pigs for the government. They make them take drugs they shouldn't be taking. They test viruses uh, or vaccines on them, anthrax ones, for example. So maybe this is just a program to get, you know, if we're going to just kind of institutionalize the process and ground up the 100,000 vets and then drug them with all kinds of different things. 100,000 vets before December 12th, John. That is just... Of this year? This year, 2012. That's kind of rapid. You think? If you get a letter in the mail, my... <laughs> I say ignore it. Do not answer back. Huh. What? I said if a vet gets a letter in the mail, they yeah, want yeah. them to come in. <laughs> yeah, if they, if they want to just have a chat, not no, don't. Not at this address. No. But this is this is... Now, why would they be doing this? So the way I see it, and of course, I see it conspiratorially. I see it because we've seen the documents. Vets are going to be a big problem. Then we have all this you know, emphasis on, of course, if you look at the actual people walking around uh, who uh, have, uh, you know, who are walking around in this country, a lot, you know, we've got a lot of veterans. You know, this because we've been at war for 10 years, a lot of people are veterans, so there's going to be a percentage of people who do things right, that are veterans. Ab- many have been abused by the military with uh, ridiculous numbers of uh, deployments and right. uh, and drugs. All kinds of drugs they feed them over there. So, but now we're being made to be afraid of the military, and I see it as a plan. I see it as a, uh, you know, and now it's like we're going to have community outreach to rat on them. Oh, man, he's got the 500-yard stare. I better call somebody. you got to take him in. 100,000 by the end of the year. 
this okay. case, well, I think you made your point. I'm looking for a little analysis from you. I don't have any. It just sounds like you may be right. It's just like a, a roundup. Okay. You got to figure out which one or hundred thousand they want to grab. I don't know. I have no idea. You caught me so off guard. I did not expect it to go in this direction. So I, I'm flat-footed. I can't help you. All right. Well, it saddens me. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So to ch- change gears a little bit, please. Uh, I ran into a, there was a, a, I was watching Huckabee. Uh, for some unknown reason, and it was this guy who wrote this book, The Amateur. Oh, this is uh, this is a, another piece of propaganda. Uh, yes, it's a Republican propaganda. Yeah, propaganda, yeah. But what, it's, what, it's ha- a, what happened to all the French stuff you watch? I like that so much better. Can you, you just know, say, I, just say, I was watching Ukabi. Anyway, well, this Edward <laughs> Klein seems to be an interesting character, even though I don't know about the book. But he uh, he has a couple of nice anecdotes, I thought. And one of them is why Hillary is not the vice president, I thought was a good analysis. And it's not the most entertaining thing you'll ever hear, but it's I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, we can play that clip. Yeah, let me play it right now. You, you yep, also right. talked, uh, not in the book, because this happened subsequent to the publishing of the book, and we'll talk about that in the next segment. But you mentioned that there was a meeting at the White House, Valerie Jarrett, Hillary Clinton, not a direct offer, but just sort of, uh, you know, kicking the tires a little bit about the what if right. Joe Biden stepped aside and her being the VP. The White House has vehemently denied that there ever was such a conversation. Tell us how we can be confident there may have been such a conversation. Well, of course, you know, I spoke to somebody who spoke to Hillary about it. And Hillary relates to this source of mine that this lunch took place, very pleasant lunch with Valerie Jarrett who, as we know, is one of the three most important people in the White House after the president and the first lady. And though it was a policy lunch, the subject of Joe Biden came up. (laughs) And although Valerie didn't really offer the job, because that's up to the president, a vice president, she certainly indicated that she wondered what Hillary felt about it. And Hillary said flatly that she had absolutely no interest in running on that ticket. For the very simple reason that if it won, then she'd have to run in 2016 and defend the Obama record, which I don't think is going to be so great next time around if he wins. Or if he lost, then she'd be smeared as a loser. So she decided it was a lose-lose proposition for her, and she said no thanks. Yeah, so my analysis here, uh, presuming that uh, the world does not end in uh, 2012, it's, it, you know, as crackpotty as I like to be, we're probably unfortunately going to have to live through four years of hell, is that this is all about the 2016 race, which will be Hillary Clinton or Jeb Bush, in which case the same frickin' families who've been running the show for three generations will be back at it again. This yeah, is just no, this a blip on the radar. This is just a blip on the radar, and there'll be more ass-reaming to have uh, when because the, 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 they win. No matter who wins, they win. It's yeah, either no, it's a Clinton a, this, or a Bush. The family wins. Well, but you might as well play the clip of Hillary. Two thousand. I put 2015 here, which is funnier. But uh, play that clip. <laughs> yeah. There's really? more about this. <laughs> Where do you get this stuff? Where do you get this stuff? Well, you know, I wrote a book about Hillary several years ago and developed a number of sources 
close to the Hillary group, the inner circle, and I've continued as a reporter to um, keep my contacts with these sources. So they and I talk off the record virtually every day, and I get this information about what Bill is up to. <laughs> and, you know, why is Hillary not going to be at the convention? I asked that question. Hillary is going to be in Vladivostok, Russia. You can't get any further away from the convention than that. Probably not. That's probably right. about as far away. So I asked why, and I was told that, number one, she wants to be above the fray, but more importantly, she doesn't want to be associated with this particular campaign because she personally believes privately that it may be going down in flames. But typically, two departments don't get involved politically, the uh, Department of State and Department of Defense. That would be another logical reason that she would not be uh, at the convention and playing a major political role. So and she's got her husband there, front and center, basically playing the role for her because I think Bill Clinton sees 2012, this year, not as the decisive campaign. As far as he's concerned, 2016 is the decisive campaign when Hillary will be 69 years old, her last chance enough. to run for president, and he's already starting to beat those drums for her in 2016. It's too bad he'll be dead before she wins presidency. She'll kill him. Oh, that's always a possibility. Oh, she'll kill him for sure. Oh, yeah. But yeah, she can't. Yeah, she can't have that baggage. Okay, so the last little clip in this series is the upcoming, and I thought that was kind of interesting. And then, then this is not really great, but it's interesting so we can keep up with Hillary because she is obviously going to, you know, clippity clock oh, yeah. will be. Oh yeah. Yeah. Clippity clock away. And, and by the way, I really, really, really hope that happens because then you know we'll have a show. Yeah, we have a great show. Yeah. Uh, the upcoming Clinton speech. I thought this was kind of interesting, too. Clinton's going to really speak, believe, I think. I'm sorry. sorry. Back, ahead. back, back. Yeah. Clinton is going to, I guess, be the headliner on Tuesday or something. And I think it's probably going to be worth watching because of what this guy says. You really think so? You think it's, yeah. it's going to yeah, be I something do. really interesting, really worthwhile? I think worthwhile? there'll be some, some subtext in this speech that would be worth analyzing. Ah, they're all racist. And does he really believe Barack Obama is the better choice to lead the country? The answer to that question in reverse order is, no, he does not think he is. He, in fact, has called Obama an incompetent, an amateur, among other things that are printable. And I have been told by people inside the Clinton camp that Bill Clinton is furiously writing his speech right now for the convention in longhand. And he's getting these phone calls from the Obama people. What's in your speech? What's in your speech? And he's furious because he will not tell them. So even President Obama has no idea what Bill Clinton is going to say when he stands up in front of that convention. So Bill Clinton will be the Clint Eastwood at the That's Democratic right. National That's Convention. Right. Exactly. We won't know. <laughs> so of course Clinton won't say anything that will hurt the or damage the party because he just is a good boy. He's not going to do that. Right. But he'll. I'm telling you, there's going to be some subtext in it. It's going to be interesting. Right. Um, this year, a uh, question for you, John, which we've and done, by, which uh, we did uh, in 2008. Will we be um, doing shows after the presidential debates when we have uh, the uh, when they have these? These these two uh, wrestlers teaming off against each other. What do you mean? We will be doing shows. Yeah. So like, if it's on like a, a special show. Yeah, like specials. Or are we just waiting? 
Because we, we, the way we did it last uh, I don't remember. Cycle, we did something special? What? Well, what we do is we... I don't think we were on a two-show schedule at the time, but we just said, oh, let's just do a show right now. We did it right after the debates. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, we did an ad-libbed show. Yeah. It was like, yeah, come on, kids, let's put on a Broadway musical. <laughs> it was like a da, Mickey Bruni. Hey, good news, good news, good news. Suzanne Barr... You know who she is? Of course. Uh, you you mean Roseanne Barr? No. Huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> Suzanne Barr. Oh, no, I don't know who she is. Well, you should because... She's not the bad comic. No. She is the uh, lesbian chief of staff at uh, ICE. Well, we don't know if she's oh, lesbian. Oh, right, right, right. The one that we've talked about her, she's the one that's a, that's a masher. She's a sex pervert. Yeah, well, the one who's being, allegedly, John, the one who's being accused of being, uh, of sexual harassing men and uh, saying horrible things. We've read the affidavits. Uh, she has resigned. She's resigned, uh, which is, this, if you're going to do anything, if you're going to resign, this is the weekend to do it. Because it's Labor Day weekend, everyone's off, no one gives a oh, crap. Yeah. Good move. Yeah. Good move. Good move, very smart. Uh, and she says, you know, although, of course, um, let me see if I can get the exact uh, quote here. Uh, as in, uh, saying, you know, of course, you know, I, I, I defend. Uh, the accusations are unfounded and without any merit. But I don't want but to. But I quit. Yeah, but I don't want to focus any attention on the, on the Department of Homeland Security in this important time in our history. Yeah, it's a very important time that, uh, no, it's very important that we uh, out this evil organization for what it really is, is just a bunch of crazy people. You're going after veterans, you'd go after these people at the top, at the top, at the top, at the top. So, yes, uh, so she has uh, resigned uh, and feels that is better for the department. Uh, So this, of course, will go nowhere. We'll never hear anything about it again, even though... Any form of sexual harassment or discrimination needs to be fought, not only when men do it. And, of course, I guess for some reason, when it's uh, women in our government, they get a free pass. Yeah, especially the creepier ones. Yeah. but, but <laughs> She was right at the top of that list. We can't, we can't say she's anything but creepy. That, I think we're allowed, to, uh, we're allowed to have that opinion, that she's creepy. Yeah, and she is creepy. So uh, I just want to get one last political thing out of the way before I look at some – there's some – International things that are going on that are interesting. Okay. But I have a, a, a little discussion that's kind of unique uh, with Mark Halper and the writer and, on the Charlie Rose show talking about the uh, the pick of Paul Ryan. I want to play this. Uh, in. Oh, really? I, I, yeah, have, you, I don't I, have you much patience. I don't have much patience anymore, but I'll listen to Well, it. just uh, listen to this whole Who thing. Who is Mal- you know? Mark Halper and who does he write for? What does he yeah, write? Yeah, Newsweek or somebody. I don't know. He's just famous. So famous that I don't know him. Well, you can look him up on the Wikipedia. Okay. While I you're playing before he made the pick that Ryan would be a very bad pick for politically. Uh, after the first few days, I thought this is working out better than I thought it would. And today? Uh, today, I think people have not talked much about is Ryan qualified to be president. One of the reasons I thought it would be a bad pick is he's a young guy and a younger-looking guy. That has not been much of the debate. If we get to the fall, he does well in his debate, and people say that was a smart pick, that was a good governing pick, a good pick uh, uh, on the right for the right reasons, I think it could work out to be a net plus. Did the Romney team see this as a roll of the dice? That's a great question. That's not, not a, a great <laughs> question. How can this guy stand up there and say something stupid? 
It's you not a great me. question. Was you it a roll of the dice? How is that a great question in any dimension? You set me up. You got more? No, that's it. Okay. John Cena Borax, pet peeve of the day. I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. You set me yeah. up, man. You set me up. That was good. That was good. You got me. We have a few people to thank. <laughs> Steve Bottoms, Reno, Nevada, $118.17 in the morning. There's uh, my donation, including a Swazzle Nuff, plus forty-eight forty-eight for Crackpot's birthday. Yahoo! Please give our Constitution some karma and needs it badly. Thank yeah. you, Steve and Reno. Yeah, thank you very much. You've got karma. Thank you. Appreciate it. Kelby Koenig in uh, Grover, Colorado. Self-proclaimed future JCD here. Why $114.11, you ask? Why? Because $48 is for Adam's upcoming birthday. Best wishes, Adam. And sixty-six eleven is the same. It's just, it kind of came with a different total, but okay. Uh, for a shot from the rain stick, as a farmer, we need rain. All right. Grover, Colorado. You got the rain stick? There? I, sure, Give it to I sure do. So it's, hold on, he says. Okay, currently we're setting records for the most dry and hot days, which blows. Make it rain, Adam. Don't hold back. I'll start building an arc over the weekend in case it doesn't actually stop. Also, John, wear white shoes all the time. It's what's hip kids are wearing. Yeah, hipsters. Thanks and keep up the good work. All right, so it's double six on the six. 66, double six on the sticks is what it is. 6611. Here it is. One. Two. You've got to do three. It's the magic number. And... Three. That's a oh, that's a good show. All right. Good luck in Grover, Colorado. Right. Jesse Wilson, Hobart, Indiana. One 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 one. Please, uh, Karma. Please for a speedy payment of a for a speedy payment for a court case I just won, so I can pass it on to the greatest podcast in the universe. All right. All right. Good. Good plan. You've got Karma. Onward, Tracy Pritchard, McCormick, South Carolina. Please wish longtime donor Bob Crosby a special happy birthday with two shots to the head. The little girl shut up slave. And if you see something, say something, Karma. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, uh, let's see if we can do it. Right. Oh, shut up, slave. Uh, uh, oh, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, that was just too much for me. Let me try it again. Oh, shut up, slave. <laughs> if you see something, say something. You've got... Karma. Somehow we gotta limit it. It's just you know, there's only so yeah, much I, I can do. Please, people, keep it to three max. Yeah, three clips it, is a max. It's just too much. I mean, that's a funny. I think the idea was sound, but it just didn't work. Richard Harriman, Lisbon, Maine, one hundred one hundred one. Hello, it's finally time to become a donor, not a boner. Although I've donated until now, I've not donated until now. I've managed to hit my beautiful fiance in the mouth. In fact, <laughs> she should be posting a donation today too. But mine is for more. And she's not expecting me to beat her on this. I win. Yeah, it's got a great relationship. You guys are great. Can I get a two to the head? Deducing karma. <laughs> yeah, of course. Oh, sorry. <laughs> You've been deduced. You've got karma. Sorry, well, he's def- well, he's kind of a douchebag. <laughs> for dating his fiance in the mouth. Yes. Uh, Joan Audifrey in uh, Morgantown, Motown. West Virginia. Yeah, Motown. Motown. Mm-hmm. Motown. Listen, I'm planning a birthday donation next week in honor of my son Griffin, who turns 14 on September 6th. Please put him on the birthday list for next Thursday. Good luck on anyone remembering. 
I didn't know that Adam's birthday was also looming. I didn't want to look like a cheapskate, but I also have my damehood all budgeted out in order to qualify for a ring before the end of the year. So this 100 donation is split between Adam and Griffin. 48-48 for Adam, 51-52 for Griffin. It's good because Griffin never listens to the show, so he'll never know that he got shorted. <laughs> he got gypped. <laughs> Thanks for making me look schizophrenic. As I peruse the aisles of the grocery store and listen to the show, I'm either laughing out loud or arguing with you whilst I shop. <laughs> yeah, you know, this is how you get picked up. Yeah, yeah you're going to be in one of the concentration camps. You're walking around like... Just leave it in the car. <laughs> anyway, great work in the best cut podcast in the universe, and she can use the general karma shot. You've got karma. And $96 out of the blue from Sir Mark Dytham, our uh, architect from Tokyo, with uh, his partner. And he also Dame, sent Dame a, Astrid, in, yeah. Dame Astrid, yes. Sorry, not fly you to the moon for your birthday, but have a great one nonetheless. I'm 48 this year, too. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. 48 plus 40 is 96. Totally love Twit. Uh, find it amazing that people cannot think to question things. My wife, Natasha, one of the brightest and most beautiful Russians you'll ever want to meet, has major doubts, too, about the moon landing. So I'm planning to send her around to see Leo next time she's in the United States. <laughs> is, is she hot? I think actually I've seen her. She is. <laughs> mm -hmm. And he'll definitely dame her when she does. <clears throat> awesome. Oh, it's, and it's I guess from they're Sir visiting Mark. Uh, someplace in the middle. Of, we can't Mark. talk about where they are, but I'm No, but following. it's from Sir Mark and Dame Astrid. I guess. Thank you both. Yeah, uh, Adam Colby, you. Sir Adam Colby, to you, Minasha, Wisconsin. My wife's a listener and lost her job. <laughs> Please give her some job hunting karma. Thank you for putting on the show. We'd like to wish happy birthday to Adam. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, here you go. Here's some job hunting karma. You've got okay. karma. Uh oh, uh oh. Uh -oh. Uh, get ready. I got it. I got it. Uh -oh, hold on. I got a stretch. 69, 69, dude. <laughs> okay, here we go. Daniel Collins, Gross Point, Michigan, 6969. Wanted to support a great show. Can I get some karma, please? Mm -hmm. You've got karma. Mike Nikolachuk in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, 6969. Donating solely because John nailed my name in my pro Mars rant two weeks ago. Thanks very much. Congrats to Adam for quitting smoking. Uh, and, John, I'm working on getting you that thing we talked about, if you know what I mean. <laughs> he lives in Paris. Well, hello, 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 hello. What is the thing, though, if you know what I mean? You can't talk about this? Mm -hmm. Brian Leslie in Bremerton, Washington, 6969. The anal intruder. I'd like to wish my smoking hot Texan wife a happy birthday. And so, oh, we don't have her on the list. Put her on the list. Uh, what's her name? Brian Leslie's wife. Brian, Brian Leslie's smoking wife. Smoking wife. Hey, what happened to the birthday thingy? Hey, what the hell? Uh, okay, something went uh, He yeah. needs an Atlas Shrug jingle followed by trains, good planes, bad. Yeah, hold on. We just put uh, Brian Leslie. Leslie's smoking hot Texas wife. Send pictures. Uh, what does he mean? What does he mean? Oh, it's the subtext. Because I get yeah, them. I just talked about send pictures the other day, and you were saying to send pictures. To me, that it would be a good thing if we did the show earlier, send pictures, and then maybe we could yeah. uh, get the show done earlier, too, send pictures. Atlas Shrugged. By Ayn Rand. All aboard, train's good, plane's bad. Woo-woo! There you go. Yeah, we're, we're, we're not cheap here. We roll, Dean we Fredrickson, roll it out for you. 
Plainfield, Illinois. 6969. I'd like to say happy seventh anniversary, my loving wife Deb, and mother of two little human resources. We could use some relationship karma and a douching for her. P.S. Adam and Mickey met our youngest HR at the Hot Pockets meetup in Illinois, and she was the youngest attendee. Thanks for your hours of research and entertainment. I know exactly who she was. (laughs) You've been de douched. You've got karma. And these kids, man, they jump on Ms. Mickey. They love Mickey. That must be pleasing. Charles George, Granby, Connecticut, sixty-nine, sixty-nine. Looking for some swallows enough karma from her smoking hot wife Jesse, who happens to share a birthday with Adam. It's not Jesse. It's Jess. Jess. Okay, Jess. I would also like to hear some slide whistle and a random douchebagging. What? Just okay. a random douchebag. Douchebag. All right, and slide whistle. The best podcast. Okay, as I move this thing down. Miguel, uh, Miguel uh, Gonsalves. Gonsalves, yeah. Uh, London, 6969. Hi, guys. I've been listening for a while and today decided to donate. The other day, walking back from home, three thoughts occurred. One, I really agree with the value-for-value value model. You really offer something entertaining and thoroughly challenging. There is more... There's little more than I can ask for, and I thought it should really contribute to this. Two, I find myself thinking, what will happen if they stop doing the show? And I feel a sense, <laughs> and I feel a sense of urgency. I need to do something. So if I want you guys to keep, do I want to keep doing the show and the good work? I have to donate. Mm-hmm. Like everyone, I have bits that I would like to change. E.g. our example, the crackpot stuff from Adam. Eh. And thanks, John, for bringing the show back down to earth. But I'm not in the place of making any demands, and I don't want to. Just do what you think is right, and the money will keep coming. Finally, the show is 90% crap <laughs> and 10% genius. And that 10% genius keeps me coming back. Don't get me wrong. 10% is an insanely high proportion. Most shows are 99.9% crap. <laughs> I like this guy's thinking. I'm doing. He's the, right. Shows are ninety nine point nine percent crap. Actually, most of them are one hundred percent crap. Um, do you hear me doing the mind control stuff? Do you like it? Yeah, I like yeah. the bringing. It's yeah. good. Yeah, it's good, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, he goes on and says, uh, doesn't even cover the fraction for info. I discovered the show via Twit. Uh, he remembers you, or I guess in some way, the rest is history. I don't want to. Any, he <laughs> also doesn't want any horns, bells, dick. whistles, as they drive me crazy. <laughs> hey! 69, 69. Don't do that. Don't do that. But he, did, he didn't say no cowbell. He did. Oh, he did say bells. All right. All right. Dean, hey, anyway, you know, and by the way, it's okay to, to, to censor the messages, but when they're actually saying, hey, you were great on MTV, why do you not read that? Is there a reason for that? Like, you just need to erase me from history? I mean, what do you work for Viacom now? I, it was part of a longer sentence, and I didn't see that it was adding anything to the message. And all he said was, yeah, you're, I decided you're to investigate why he was involved me. with my childhood VJ from MTV. Yeah. How is that? Hey, well, you know what? Why don't important? you go on Wikipedia right now and just erase the whole MTV from my page? Okay? Just go ahead and do that. I'm, I'm sure that to some oh, okay. some well, I want to finish this first. Can I do that later? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Six 
69. Hey, you're not, we're not done yet. We got more 6969. No, I'm just rolling Gene it up. Turbin, Botany, New South Wales, 6969. Sizzy in Toronto, Ontario, 6969. Since your old episodes were such a good company, my recent vacation, you've taken to ripping Indians instead of Gitmo poutine hosers. <laughs> What? I figure it's time for another donation. Give me an Italian shut up slave and karma. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I'm hardly ready for that. Hold on a second. Uh, Italian shut up slave. Okay. You've got karma. There you go. Nailed that one just in time. Uh, and that's in for the 6969 segment. Oh. 69! 69! All right, good. Uh, now we got double six on the sticks with Ivan Vucicci. <laughs> so how many, how many do we have? Can I just do them all in one go? Yeah, no, two. There's, no, no. Ivan uh, in Vucicci, I think, in Zagreb. Zagreb. Croatia. Zagreb. Zagreb. 66 on the sticks. Uh, Threaten Ronin to you or something. It's all the way from Gitmo Nation Checkerboard, Croatia. It's an interesting ride over. That's the flag. It's an interesting ride over here from one corrupt government to another overtaxing and even more EU subservient one. Since lists of austerity and other measures of the previous Greek government were very reminiscent of lists of measures done by previous Croatian governments, VAT increased, for example. Are we test betting? All in all, with joining the EU next year, dealing with a Russian pipeline and other things, Croatia and the rest of the Balkans will probably be interesting to watch. The rain stick seems to work even remotely. We're having some big rains after a long period of drought with my last name meaning wolf. Can I have a lone wolf rain stick karma? You've got karma. That's actually a good combo. Yeah, uh, Kevin Seifert in Atascadero, California, double some sticks on the nickels. <laughs> hey, man, double uh, double sticks on the sticks. Got it. Yeah, that's it. Warner. Yeah. Bo- Do you know how yeah. many emails I get from people who say it worked? Yeah, I can imagine. It's quite a lot. It's quite a lot. Believe anything. Werner Bogula in uh, Bogula, as in Bogula, Hamburg, Deutschland, sixty four ninety three which is the year, month, and day of your birthday. I belong to a team of journalist trainers. This is a good one, by the way. This letter is great. I belong to a team of journalist trainers, and we always use the best podcast in the universe in our courses as an example of uncorrupted journalism and for making money on the Internet in a post-banner ad world. We use meme bells and slide whistles in our courses to indicate to our students right and wrong answers. <laughs> that would be great. You just in class, I was like, sorry, kid, get out. That's great. To indicate right and wrong answers the Pavlov way. And it's amazing when after two days the course participants greet us with an in the morning and for would greet us with an in the morning. Sorry about the read. For my trip to Vietnam with Sir Jan, I need some karma for the flight and the course participants uh, there to get it right and so we don't end up like Ling Ling and Leanne and you have to call Clinton or Clooney to bail us out. Keep up the good work. Hot Pichai and he wants to, to you know, hop and chat. You've got nice Werner. Karma. I think it's and Werner. Yeah. Werner is the producer of the Climate Gate jingle, which I would think it would be nice to play. It is indeed one of the finer productions we have here on the best podcast in the universe. It's the bird. <laughs> it is. It's the, it makes it work. That's right. Uh, uh, link.me, L-E-E-N-K.me, M-E, 
Winterville, Georgia, 6161, Swazzle Sticks. <laughs> That's right. 6161 is yet a new donation known Swazzle as Swazzle Sticks. sticks. <laughs> been a while since I donated. Been pretty tight. Not a full-on boner, though. Just a semi. Please mention my WordPress plugin, L-E-E-N-K dot me, so I can write this off. Wife and I are headed to the DRC to pick up our two kiddos in September, hopefully. How about a chicky chicky chonga in the Italian slave girl? What's a chicky chicky chonga? I think that's he's talking about hapuchadi uh, ching ching. <laughs> As a chicky chicky chaka, it's like a chimichanga chaka chuka. Okay, I don't know what this is. Okay. Simon Reed in New York City, sixty point six. Now you have a special sixty years young birthday karma for my mom, Carol. Yep, on the Reed. list. Yep, on the list. Turned her on to the show a couple years ago, and she loves you both. She also loves the kids' version of That's One Hot Milf, but it would be all kinds of wrong to request that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, maybe if uh, if we just don't call it a request, but it just, I just my finger kind of slipped. and it was That's like, One Hot Milf, baby. Yeah, just whatever. All right. <laughs> but in Alamo, California, 5150 Podcast for Peace. Drunk donating for all you do, it's easy, really. Okay. <laughs> Eliza or... Eliezer, one of the two, Martinez. Eliezer, Eliezer Martinez. Eliezer, okay, in Florence, yeah. South Carolina. Uh, 51.5, after do- listening to the Puerto Rico governor at the RNC, I went nuts, hence the 51.50. Oh, Call him right. douchebag twice, please. That soldier, story, that soldier story is total BS. Vet whisperer, my ass. <laughs> the guy's a pathological liar. He really doesn't care about Puerto Rico. His goal is to become a high-ranking cabinet number in the possible Romney presidency. His rhetoric back home is totally different from what he says in the U.S. media. Please give him a toot of the head. Shut up, slave. I wish there was a president with the balls to openly say, we will never give PR Puerto Rico statehood. You will always be a U.S. colony. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to go through the trouble of putting another star on the flag. We don't want any of that. What does he want? Uh, two to the two head. To the head. Sh- Shut up, slave. Okay. Shut up, slave. <laughs> yeah, of course not. So Martinez uh, is probably right. Yeah, I think uh, he's very right. But yeah, the guy also in his story says he kept going back and back and back to see this one vet. I, it just doesn't ring true. Jaron Van R. Uh, okay, let's try Yurun. Yurun Von no. R. Just don't be a dick. Just do Yurun. Yurun. There you go. Von R. Von R. From Schaik. 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 No. Schaik. Schaik. <laughs> Close enough. I made you guys a 50 bucks donation. Sorry, that's all I have for now. I'm leaving some Gitmo Nation lowlands again after having Slay for five months and an annual recurrence. I really enjoy your show on Arrow. That's the one that burned to the ground. Oh, <laughs> even if you were going overboard with the tinfoil heads. Glad to have found you and John again on the No Agenda show. I've got a question. Whatever happened to the hydro booster? <laughs> he means the hydroxy booster. Yeah, whatever. Why didn't you put one on that truck for the hot pot? No, I wish I, I wish I could have, but I, I don't know how to make them. I, and, and you know, the listeners of Arrow, the Arrow Classic Rock Show, they uh, they put it on for me. So if anyone wants to put one on my truck now here in Texas, please. Uh, I know. I know it works. Rust bucket for sure. I know it and- works. Sir Andrew Harrison. Hey, 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 hey! You can't just dismiss that. I know it works. I've put it on. I've seen the savings. Yeah. 
Sir Andrew Haverson in Gravenhurst, Ontario, 50. And finally, Sir Greg Brunsell in Kenosha, Wisconsin, 50. And thank you very much. Now, we also got, we have, you have to mention, thank you, all the people that came in with 4848, just by name. And there is one person that said, a lot of people sent notes in, but there's one I thought would be worth uh, discussing. And you can get, thank them, John Johnson Jr., Mark Heimerman. You're not thanking anybody. No, I'm, 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 I'm steaming here. For what? I'm steaming how you're just dismissing something that we have dismissed. We went all through that before. I, we, I've dismissed it before. It's bull crap. Even though I showed you proof last time? You showed me no proof. Well, you don't believe there was no me? proof whatsoever. It was your you were dreaming the proof. Your proof was that you you laid off the gas and drove around a lot better. That's the only reason you got any better gas mileage. Oh, Why okay. would it be dumping water into the into the engine? It's give not, you better. It's gas not mileage? water. It's hydrogen. Hydrogen. Yeah. Well, where's the hydrogen come from? From the hydroxy booster. It's Brown's gas. It's hydrogen. You create hydrogen right on board, and you put that into the intake. Let me talk about water. You know, did you, so why don't you? So how do you create hydrogen without using energy to create the hydrogen? Of course, you create. You you put it onto the alternator. Okay, so let's so let's look at this from a logical perspective. You're running on gasoline, right? Mm-hmm. And you're pumping hydrogen in there to mix up with it. Mm-hmm. Why at some point when you actually got the thing working and you're going like a bat out of hell? Hell, you just kill the gas part of it and just run that, run it on hydrogen. I'd love to if 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 I had if I knew how to cut the gas part off. I'd love to do that. That'd be great. If somebody out there who's an engineer can fix this up, and we can test it for for sure. Okay. So let's thank some people. That, All right. That so let me let me just do the list. Felix Cornici, of course, Sir Mark Dytham and Dave Masters. Felix Cornici. Oh, right, the other guys. I'm sorry. Brian Leslie, Steve Bottoms, Joan Dodefrey, Werner Bogula. John Johnson Jr., Mark Heimerman, Pat Deary, Janusz Slim, Sam Lueng, Lori Jutila, or Hutila, and Ghost Love Jewelry. Thank you all very much for wishing me a happy 48th birthday, which is tomorrow. And was there something you wanted to read specifically? Yeah, uh, Lori, she says, uh, your birthday's on Monday. A couple of producers here in Helsinki will meet for a lunch celebrating Adam, which is nice. Oh, really? Very nice. If any of the local producers would like to join in, meet us at Kampi, C-K-A-M-P-P-I Barbecue House at noon on Monday. Wait a minute. There's barbecue in Helsinki? Well, who knows what that tastes like. <laughs> As for an Austinite, that's pretty weird. Yeah. Well, it's pretty weird for anyone. Can I have the reindeer brisket? Oh, now that would be good. I bet you it's outstanding. No, barbecued reindeer's got to be dynamite. Mm-hmm. Reindeer's delicious. I wish we could get some. I wonder if they if they harvest any here in Texas. They got any reindeer we can go hunt? <laughs> you got the oryx. Yeah, would you yeah, want reindeer? Right. Yeah, I'm getting that set up. Yeah, the oryx. But anyway, I need- give her a uh, huntsman karma for the setting oh, that up. Of course, that's very, that's very cool indeed. You've got. Karma. Cool. All right. We got some stuff to do here, John. We got some knighthoods coming up, so wrap it up, if you will. Uh, oh, well, I want to remind people to go to noagendashow.com, noagendanation.com, dvorak.org, slash NA, and channeldvorak.com, slash NA, as, as the, because we do need the support to continue doing this show. Uh, yeah. It's your birthday, birthday. Tomorrow, that is. Oh, no. 
celebrating Brian Leslie's smoking hot Texas wife celebrates. Congratulations to you. Send pictures. Tracy Pritchard congratulates Bob Crosby. Charles George says happy birthday to his wife who celebrates uh, with me tomorrow. Her name is Jess. And Simon Reed's mom, Carol, turns 60. Happy birthday from all your buddies here at the New Agenda Show. Hey, now. <laughs> and two knighthoods, uh, John, which, of course, we uh, discuss at the top of the show. So you can just grab your. You got it? Yeah, I yeah, guess you try it. Robert Rock, Eric Bodenstab, step forward, please, gentlemen. Both of you have donated to the No Agenda show, the best podcast in the universe. Any amount of $1,000 or more, even, we highly appreciate that. And, of course, we will send you rings and now give you your official nightings. I hereby present, present and proudly present thee to the roundtable as Sir Robert and Sir Eric, Knights of the No Agenda Roundtable. Gentlemen, please, your hookers and blow, red boys and chardonnay, hot pants and booze, your wenches and beer, right here. And thank you for the support of the best podcast in the universe. Deborak.org. Slash N-A. Second half of the show. And uh, here we go. Well, let's start off with something light before we get to uh, some of the things I believe you might go into. Uh, a, a new thing cropped up on C-SPAN. I don't know if you spotted this. Uh, all I saw was black and white television. But they apparently they found their Andy Carver or Carvin, whatever oh, his name is. Oh, don't tell. So, so Randy Corvin... Randy Corvin, is that who it is? <laughs> I don't, he's the guy from uh, from PBS who uh, aggregates tweets, and they call Rand, it, that's his name. And they call it news. They call it news. Right, right, he aggregates. Right. Well, apparently their C-SPAN saw this and said, you know, we have an even smaller audience than, than CNN, so we can do this too. <laughs> and uh, It's public money. It's just, no, actually it's not. It's cable money. Yeah. Cable money. Yeah, okay. And so you have the you, the new the new guy. You want to hear him because really? he's got something to tell you. What, what is the guy's name? What is his title? What is the guy's he's name? The, he's the uh, he t- tells you what he is. Oh. Hi, I'm Jeremy, C-SPAN's digital and social media specialist. Stop. Okay, Je- I got to Google this. Jeremy C-SPAN's what did he call himself? Social media specialist. Now. You should note that in as part of the social media, since there's really rounding things up, Facebook is kind of left out. But that's a you know, as far as I'm concerned, that's fantastic. Uh, okay, I don't really see the guy anywhere. Okay, during the conventions, we're using social media in all sorts of ways to take you closer to the conventions and get you a behind-the-scenes look. Using Twitter, we're going to see what delegates are tweeting and also what other C-SPAN viewers are tweeting about the convention. On Facebook, we're sharing images, infographics, pictures from the conventions, as well as all the major speeches (laughs) from the conventions. (laughs) On Tout, we're taking your reaction and reaction from delegates. And on Google Plus, we're having conversations with delegates and reporters talking about the convention. We're also featuring blogs, and all of this is going to be featured at C-SPAN's Convention Hub at cspan.org slash campaign2012. Check it out. Check it out. Oh, that's how Okay, so tout. What is that? I've never heard of it either. Is that like taint, only different? T-O-U-T. It's some crap. Who knows what it is? Taint. I think it's taint. No, it's tout. T-O-U-T. Hey, wait a minute. Campaign 2012 goes right to, to, to the, oh, okay, it goes to the DNC tab. I see. Well, I want to where is this guy? So the tout is going to be, they got stuff on tout. And by the way, this is breaking news. They're going to use infographics. Oh, wow. Does anybody, is... you know, this one thing we've never talked about. How annoying are infographics? infographics? What are infographics? You know, those are those big charts. 
that show uh, this happens, and then this, you know, it's a but it's a cartoon thingy. You know what I what I really love? I love it when they do uh, word clouds. Because the whole trick of a word cloud is not how big, because you're focused on, oh, this word is big. Oh, that's a big word. It's which words they choose to put in the cloud. That's what it's about. But they never tell you that. Well, I, I think I we should do a word cloud that's completely, <laughs> a completely bogative <laughs> word cloud. In fact, some of the words aren't even in the text anywhere. Just put it in there. I want. So they're doing Google Hangouts. Oh, touts. Yeah. I think they should just call them taints. That's what's funnier. We should have a social network called Taint, and instead of doing a tout, you do a taint. My goodness. I've never heard of touts. Who's behind touts? Here's I don't the, know. I just found out about it when I heard this guy. I'm looking, tout. At the, I'm looking at the... There's a million <laughs> possible things you can do, you, but what's touts? you got to have some connection. There's something's, something's corrupt Let's about it. Let's find out about tout. The, who, who's running tout? Who's running this show? This I've never, ever, ever heard of tout. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So let's find out. Tout. Who's behind Tout? Does it say, this is, is it an about us? Tout. About. Uh, Here we go. About. Maybe the chat room knows. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get the chat room window a little closer to me here. Cause you look up Tout in the Wikipedia, it's not even, they don't even have the website. It's just about the word, the meaning of the word. So it can't, so Wikipedia doesn't help us, which is unusual. Interesting. So it's not in the book of knowledge, so that's a problem. Oh, listen to this. Brand, from there, about us. Brand, oh, this is both bogative. Brands like Access Hollywood, USA Today, ESPN, CBS, and the Weather Channel interact directly with their audiences, soliciting comments and questions. It's a, it's a mainstream media shield network. Tout is changing how people interact, delivering a rich social sharing experience in full color, sound, and motion. Who is behind this? Oh, we've got to watch this. Tout. Come on, man. We've got to find who's... I'm that, looking. I'm looking. I'm not finding anything. You know what it is? It's, if I didn't just tout, get this clip, I would have done I found it. It's Huntsman's social network. Listen, here it is. Tout. Tout. This is bogative. This is apparently... Where are they located? I can't even figure that out. I think here, celebrities celebrities like Shaq, Katie Couric, Mitt Romney, The Rock. Hey, which celebrity doesn't fit in this list, John? Shaq, Katie Couric, Mitt Romney, The Rock, Jeff Probst, and Greta Van, Greta Van Susteren. These are the celebrities who have started using tout to directly connect to their fans. Stars like Madonna and Steven Spielberg answer users' touted questions from the red carpet. This is a Hollywood bullcrap thing. Yeah, hello. This must be, is this Hill and Knowlton? Who's doing, who, who is behind <laughs> I'm this I'm trying thing? to find out. If you want to email him, you, get, you have to go to jeremiahtout.com, so that doesn't reveal anything. Well, let's go do a who is. I'm doing, Come a, on, yeah, I'm who doing, is I'm doing a who is right now. Okay. Well, you do it. You, you go on with something. I'm going to do a who is in the background. Uh, I got the who is right here. Uh, Michael Downing. Uh, oh, no. It's, a, it's, a, it's private. It's got one of those private bullcrap things? Yep. They're hiding who was behind it? Yes. Why? <laughs> Why not? This is interesting. Okay, now we got to know. Hey, come on. Cyber cyber experts in our chat room. Hello, where are you? Come on. The chat room. Can do better than that. Well, maybe they'll try to do something. The chat room is actually very good, John. 
Roger McGuinn, the famous guitarist, was listening to our last show. And what did he say? He says, I decided to listen to the show. I could read the letter. I decided to listen to the show uh, live. So after, I, Wait a minute. After Adam's appearance on Twit. I bet you he said that. No, he didn't. My, uh, did he say Adam Curry, my favorite MTV VJ? No. Oh, okay. All right. He's an honest guy. So anyway, uh, so he says, uh, he says that. So I joined the chat room. He says, what a bunch of a-holes. Really? Yeah. Why maybe, did, maybe he was in the wrong chat room. He was in the, how many do we have? I don't know. Uh, I guess they rousted him or something. Minute, Roger McGuinn of, uh, uh, of course, he's famous for playing in, uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash, Young, and McGuinn. No, no. He's birds. <laughs> birds. <laughs> and considered one of the greatest 12-string guitar players ever. Well, have, no. He's a seven-string guitar player. Well, now, yeah, because he yeah. invented the seven-string guitar, yeah. which I think if it was marketed better could take off. <laughs> yeah. And just like my hydroxy booster. Because it, it, it's really <laughs> he awesome. He didn't invent the hydroxy booster. No, the seven-string guitar is just as important as the hydroxy booster. And, and But yet the hydroxy booster, you poo-poo, and, the, and an extra string on the guitar because he's a freak of nature and can play seven strings. Anyway, so he, so he, what you're saying is he's never listening to the show live again. And no, he says he's never going to the chat room again. Oh, but he may listen to the show. Yeah, well, who knows? Well, of course, uh, I, I'm kidding, but of course, I, I was at his house in uh, uh, in San Francisco, right? Oh, that's a, no, he, that's a place he stays in. Yeah, we, we had dinner, don't you remember? Yeah, right. Yeah. You were there. He's a lovely guy. His wife yeah. is his wife is awesome. Yeah, his wife is awesome. So, uh, but of course, he'll never come here. He'll never come visit me in Austin because he doesn't fly. Hey, good. They've been to uh, Texas a couple of times on their tours. Yeah. Uh, if they came, yeah. uh, that'd be awesome. I'd cook for yeah, it. Well, he'd be glad to uh, stop by. Okay, so do we know anything about Tout now? I Does can't it... find out anything. This There's is, absolutely this nothing is... in here that okay. tells you who they are, where they're from, when they started, anything. But I, what I also can't find is this Jeremy douche. He's nowhere to be found Jeremiah. Either. Oh, he's Jeremiah. Like Aunt Jeremiah? I guess. You sure it's Jeremiah? Jeremiah. You just hit contact me and it opens up a window. It says uh, to where the there's email no, goes. There's no Jeremiah. Hit the contact me button. On what? On I'm looking at C-SPAM. I'm looking at contact us. I'm looking at C-SPAM. It says to Jeremiah at tout.com. So Jeremiah is... He's the C-SPAN guy, but he's also, he's the C-SPAN digital guy. But he's that also... the guy's name? Was it Jeremiah? That's what I, that's what I'm talking about, the C-SPAN digital guy. Wait, thought, play that beginning again, he, he said, says his name. I thought he said Jeremy. Hi, I'm Jeremy, C-SPAN's digital guy. Yeah, he Jeremy. said Jeremy. This is Jeremiah, Jeremy. different. But I can't find Jeremy. Jeremy's, he's the C-SPAN digital guy. Maybe he's part of this tout scam. Now, we got to find out more about tout. Hmm. No, wait, maybe, maybe the terms of use will be some something in there. Okay. Well, that's something we got to work on then. This That's good. That's very good. You have to be 13 to be in it. Oh, well, it's a Facebook spinoff then. This tout thing. This is so annoying. Who is? This is the world we live in. It's every, if we really wanted to, we'd be annoyed constantly. Isn't there some way to... I mean, come on, people. Can't believe the chat room hasn't figured this one out already. No, 
No. Anyway. Okay, second half of the show. Um, so, of course, this has been a very hot topic uh, recently in, uh, in my world about the moon landing. And as I was re- reviewing my notes, because, of course, uh, I actually have... Uh, people are saying WWE for tout. No. Yes, they say, Adam, WWE is a major investor in tout. <laughs> well, that could be, but that doesn't mean... Huh. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, that would be funny. Here. Oh, here it is. Okay, hold on a second. I've got... <laughs> this is great. I'm getting the link right now. And here it is from dmwmedia.com. WWE partners with Tount. Joins $13.4 million investment round. Okay. Are there, well, that are makes... there any VCs mentioned? Uh, let me see. But how funny is that? Yeah, well, we, this is a- we are literally, so this is about the election, which, of course, we already just called this re- professional wrestling. And the professional- yeah, you actually did it earlier <laughs> in the show, specifically. The professional wrestling guys are actually involved. involved. <laughs> it doesn't get any better. Are we good or what? <laughs> Damn, boy. We gots to be good. Well, whatever. Let me see. Uh-oh. Let me see. Multi-channel. This is so funny. Well, good work, chat room. Here. Uh, let's see. There's got to be VCs involved. $13.4 million has got to be. Here, Vince McMahon, WWE chairman. Touts real-time video technology will become a critical component of fan interactivity in our weekly television programming known as the Republican and Democratic Conventions and will be utilized to connect WWE directly with our fans in new ways. Exciting, exciting. That's great. Well, we're st- so much for the credibility of uh, uh, C-SPAN. Well, they may have been. They may have been suckered. Well, doesn't uh, what's the name of the, what's Mike Arrington's outfit? What's that called again? What's that name of that? Well, you talking about Tech Crunch? Yeah, Tech Crunch. They don't have the. They're, cr- not, they're not on this. They're not they're on missed, they, they, law, they didn't scoop this. They're not they're, on. There's going to be Venture Beat, Tech Crunch, and there's one third one. Mashables. Any one of those three should have had a story on this. No, they're too busy blowing Apple employees. Oh, the iTunes 5 is coming out. It's so awesome. <laughs> that was my uh, tech press. Yeah, I, I, I kind of got it. You liked that, didn't you? Oh, All yeah. right, so let's uh, move on. That's actually what your car is going to sound like when you put that thing on it. <laughs> Such a dick. All right, hey, it's my birthday. Can't you be nice to me? Tomorrow is your birthday. Uh, so we're going to, uh, this is great. Send me links about this. People are all over tout now. This is fantastic that the WWE actually invested. Love it. Okay. So uh, as I was reviewing my notes about, um, the moon landing, do you recall, John, that a few years ago, it turned out that NASA had, uh, erased all of the tapes of the moon landing. Remember that story? Yeah. It was a baffling story. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, I would have stored them in my basement. They told me. Well, apparently they they uh, degaussed them. Uh, which, by the way, if you degauss uh, magnetic tape, I don't really believe you can restore it. But they claim that they restored it. And even you, uh, you know, if you erase a magnetic tape, usually under one of the recorders, sometimes there's residual data that you can recover. But if you degauss it, 
with one of those huge yeah. magnet things, yeah. that sucks everything off. Yeah. I mean, you're done. Well, they had a Hollywood company in Burbank, and they were magically able to restore it. By the way, it's the company that does all the special effects for all the big movies. Um, but that's not what I want here to talk about today. Uh, and I find this very interesting, the timing of this, that the BBC apparently... They also erased their uh, videotapes. Did you realize that, John? Huh. Well, that's fascinating. Well, listen. Neil Armstrong and his Apollo 11 crew made history, as we know, but part of that history was lost until now. The BBC's live moon landing programme featuring Cliff Mitchell, Moore, James Burke and Sir Patrick Moore was missing, presumed, wiped. One of those who mailed last weekend was Philip Longdon, who was 12 at the time. Welcome, Philip. Philip made a recording of that programme. Let's just hear how it begins with Philip's mum. Today is the 21st of July, 1969. The day the first man landed on the moon. So this is a four-minute story, which I won't bore you with, about how some kid has saved the BBC by making a recording in 1969 uh, of the moon landing. What is kind of not, which the BBC apparently lost, had been wiped because the library doesn't have it. And they're very interested in receiving this tape. Uh, Now, this is, is, wait, let's back up a second. Yeah. This is a... um, New story, brand new story. This is a, was it done as a kinescope? No, it's an audio tape. That's the funny thing about it. Oh, it's an audio tape. Okay, well, I can see a kid doing that. But that's the funny thing about it. It's like the, the BBC is is so happy that they can restore their library with audio. So <laughs> they've wiped one of the most important moments in history, just like NASA did, by the way. And, they, and they're so happy that some kid has an audio recording all these years later. Do they do this just to entice me? Just to rile me up? They have meetings about it, and they say, what about Curry? <laughs> well, we got to screw with him. Let's fuck with him. Yeah, that's great. We love it. We love it. Uh, so that was my second half of the show. Um, the, uh, when I was growing up in the Netherlands, we had um, this... Uh, um, there were some kids who had deformities, and I think we called them soft anon kids. Do you remember any of this, John? No. Okay. Because it, it was only, I think, in Germany and a couple other countries in Europe, because there was a uh, a company, a pharmaceutical company, who had uh, developed a a drug, uh, which I believe in the Netherlands was called Softanon. I'm not sure what it was called elsewhere, and if it ever made it anywhere, like to the uh, to the United States. Um, it was uh, uh, talidomide. Does that ring a bell? Oh, yeah, we had a thalidomide scandal here, thalidomide. and uh, luckily we caught our thalidomide problem early. Right. And uh, most of Europe didn't, and they, there's a bunch of these people. They're all pretty much in their 50s and 60s now. Right, so kind of my age, and I remember being in school, and you'd see some of these people, like, you know, with an arm an inch long and stuff, and, you know, it's really, it was messed up. Crap. Yeah, it was terrible. It was, it was, it was sold as a headache no, no, Instead of good morning, old aspirin, no, it was morning sickness. This. No, it was morning sickness. It was against morning sickness. Okay, well, That's it was sold as a headache remedy in the United States. Right, so. but it was sold to pregnant women as, as yeah, a... Yeah, uh, smart move. Yeah. So they've apologized, John. <laughs>
The German firm which made thalidomide has issued an apology for the first time to victims of the drug. In the 1950s, children were born with severe birth defects after their mothers took the drug to counter morning sickness. Speaking at the unveiling of a statue to victims, the company's chief executive said its long silence was a sign of shock. We ask for your forgiveness because for nearly 50 years we didn't find a way of reaching out to you, he said. We're very sorry for that. Maybe it's because it's uh, no longer, you know, they can't, it's, it's uh, what is the statute of limitations? You think that's why he's doing it now? Wow, that would be sinister. <laughs> that would be chicken crap. How could I even consider this to be the, the truth? This is unreal. And of course, yeah, I think the Ch- Japanese are still waiting to apologize to the Chinese when using the same theory. <laughs> yeah, right. What are they going to apologize for? Man- Manchuria. Oh. The, the Manchuko, whatever they call that. You know, they, the rape of Nanking. Oh, Tapu Chada Ching They were terrible. Mm. Right. You sent me a link, uh, well, just st- sticking on the pharma stuff, uh, Haloperidol. Is that something you wanted me to do Haldol. Well, I sent you a link, uh, another link, which I was something, I, it had a clip and I didn't get it, but oh. there's, I, there's this, this the story the that's floating around on Veterans News. Do you have I, that email that I sent you? Yeah, I do. And we actually, I said, I, yeah, no, I got it. I we kind of discussed it because we I had this, we, we talked about this woman before. Uh, well, this, uh, who's the this CIA is, asset, and she makes all these accusations. And yeah, I've read her know. book. I've read her book. But is this the one? Isn't this the executive assassination ring that you wanted to talk about? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. executive assassination ring. But they, I thought was interesting was let me get the hell doll thing. She says that they they she was one of the first people arrested under the Patriot Act. She claims. Yes. I don't know of any documentation. There must be some. Uh, and. She was taken aside and, and told to, uh, you know, shut up and all the rest. And she was in prison for five years and considered, an, a, you know. A belligerent, enemy a of bel- the state. She was a, she was a yes. belligerent. Yeah. But she and was she actually the an thing asset. That the, the CIA likes to do, and they threatened her with this, was giving her an injection of a Haldol, which turns you into a zombie. Uh-huh. Now, so I looked up Haldol, which is, I guess, something that floats around. It's used to treat psychiatric, psychotic disorders. And, but I just thought it was the fun. And we can talk more about her, and we can talk more about the about Dick Cheney's assassination ring, uh, which he killed, I guess, uh, the, some senator and then uh, uh, somebody else. Anyway. Oh, yeah, the, the, the Pat Tillman. This is the thing that was new to me. Apparently, Pat Tillman, the gung-ho guy from the Arizona State or the Arizona Cardinals, and he quit the football team to go fight in Afghanistan. And I guess he was going to just about to the point where he's going to say, this is whole thing stinks. Mm-hmm. And he was going to come out and say it, but somehow he had a conversation with, of all people, and apparently there was a correspondence going on between him and Noam Chomsky, and mm-hmm. Chomsky outed him. And so they had to kill him. So, Oops. Yeah. It's a pretty, yeah so this is surprising to you somehow? No. no. Okay. But but right. what's surprising is the great list. I mean, they never advertised this on TV. So let me, I just want to read this. <laughs> oh, you mean this excellent drug that we have no access to? Or can we get it? Can we get us? Uh, you can get it. I think you can get it. Okay. So, But I just love <laughs> the side effects, and I wanted to just read them. <laughs> okay. Because there's no ad. But it'd be the same thing. It is, you know, a Haldol, uh, uh, which is also Haloperidol, can cause drowsiness. That's mm-hmm. reasonable. Okay, Dry sure. mouth, yeah. increased saliva, mm-hmm. blurred vision, mm-hmm. loss of appetite, mm-hmm. constipation, 
or diarrhea, heartburn, <laughs> nausea, vomiting, vomiting, difficulty falling asleep or staying asleep, blank facial expression, <laughs> uncontrollable a- eye movement, <laughs> slowed uncontrollable movements of any part of the body, uh-huh. restlessness, agitation, nervousness, mood changes, dizziness, headache, breast enlargement, breast milk production, missed menstrual periods, decreased sexual ability in men, Increased sexual desire, difficulty urinating, fever, muscle stiffness, confusion, irregular heartbeat, sweating, decreased thirst, or neck cramps, tongue that sticks out of the mouth. <laughs> I got to get me some of this. This sounds Tight, good. Tightness in the throat, difficulty swallowing, fine worm-like <laughs> tongue movements. Whoa. Is, this, is there a commercial name for this? Haldol. We can just H-A-L-D-O-L. Uncontrollable <laughs> rhythmic face, mouth, face, mouth, or jaw movement. Seizures. Eye pain and discoloration. Decreased vision, especially at night. Seeing everything with a brown tint. <laughs> That's when you put your head up your ass, apparently. After taking Haldol. Rash, yellowing of the skin or eyes, and erection that lasts for hours. <laughs> May cause other side effects. I mean, what is this stuff even doing on the market? And apparently, according to this woman in her report, you end up with, they, you know, if they're trying to, to they, I guess everyone in the agency knows this, they just give you a shot of it. And then you're like, uh, you're just like an idiot <laughs> that you can't do Hold anything. On. Why is this medication prescribed? I'm reading from the, uh, the government website. Is that what you're looking at now? Yeah, the PubMed Health. No, I'm I'm reading the uh, Nash, the NIH.gov. Yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, yeah, it's used to treat psychotic disorders. This is what they're going to give to those hundred thousand veterans. Also used to control motor tics. Hey, I have that. Verbal tics. I have that. Hey, it's for Tourette's. I can get it. Yeah. Cool. So instead of uh, shouting. F words and twitching, my tongue could be hanging out of my mouth, and I could see everything brown. I, yeah, I think. I think. And we you had also, the tongue would be moving around in a worm-like way. I think we you look like you're trying to pick up girls in Texas. <laughs> we, we have a winner. <laughs> oh man, this is fantastic. You know, this is not a coincidence that we talk about uh, that this executive order comes out and you stumble upon this. Uh, uh, Haldol. Hell, yeah. Other uses. Uh, used to treat confusion and difficulty thinking. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> and understanding that is caused by severe physical or mental illness. Talk to your doctor about the possible risks. I'm severely ill. Is there a risk of me taking this? Nah. But it's, it actually says it, you can give it to adults and children of Tourette's disorder. Yeah, yeah. I figured you're a candidate. I think I'm an outstanding candidate. I'll tell you what. Um, I'll get, I'll have the doctor uh, prescribe some. And why don't you and I have a Haldol party? Uh, I'm, just, I'm gonna <laughs> skip that party. We can have our tongues hanging out. I saw I have diarrhea, but at least I don't have Tourette's. Wow. Well. Along that tip there, um, there is a bill that is a California bill, which you may be very interested in, um, that is, uh, has it now passed? Yes, it's passed. It's on to uh, your fine governor, Jerry Brown, for his signature. 
And this is a very interesting bill, Senate Bill 1172, SB 1172. Uh, he has don't Google it just yet. You already Googled it, didn't you? No, I'm writing something down. Haldol, H-A-L-D-O-L. Uh, this is the gay therapy ban bill. Have you heard of this? Nope. It's very, very interesting. So the gay therapy ban bill, uh, which, as I said, SB 1172, uh, for California only, but has now been passed, uh, introduced by Senator Liu, uh, is very, very interesting. Uh, uh, so just a little digest here. Uh, the bill would prohibit a mental health provider, as defined, from engaging in sexual orientation change efforts, as defined, with a patient under 18 years of age. The bill would provide that any sexual orientation change efforts attempted on a patient under 18 years of age by a mental health provider shall be considered unprofessional conduct and shall be subject to subject the provider to discipline by the provider's licensing entities. You can be uh, you can lose your medical practice if you. Um, try to, well, here it is. If you try to uh, change someone's sexual behavior. What if a gay person walks into the doctor's office and says, you know what? I want to change my sexual behavior. I feel that maybe I'm not really gay. Uh, if you're under 18, that will be against the law. Wow. Um, and here's what's interesting. So this this is it's a fascinating bill, and I, I'm not you know I, I I don't think this belongs in legislation at all. You know, it's what kind of country we're we living in. Uh, but it, I don't, just yeah, uh, the legislature finds and declares all of the following. So these are fact, fact and truths known to California. Being lesbian, gay, or bisexual is not a disease, disorder, illness, deficiency, or shortcoming. The major professional association of mental health practitioners and researchers in the United States have recognized this fact for nearly 40 years. Can I just say, why has transgendered and bicurious been omitted? Isn't it LBGT? Why are the T's not represented and why are the bicurious also not represented on this list? I feel discriminated against. And then it just goes on and on and on. And at the very end here... Uh, Sexual orientation change efforts. Definition. You'd be interested in this. Any practices by mental health providers that seek to change an individual's sex sexual orientation. This includes efforts to change behaviors or gender expressions. Like, girlfriend! I don't know. What does that mean? What is it? Behavior or gender expressions. What do you think that means? Wow. Read that again. Okay. Sexual orientation change efforts means... Colon, any practices by mental health providers that seek to change an individual's sexual orientation. This includes efforts to change behaviors or gender expressions or to eliminate or reduce sexual or romantic attractions or feelings towards individuals of the same sex. But what is change behaviors or gender well, expressions? Well, I think, for example, if somebody is like... Let's say some male. But just take me as an example. Okay, you go into the uh, into the uh, doctor and you're wearing a boa. <laughs> uh, 
as one a does. feather boa, and you keep wearing this damn thing, and you keep, as you talk to him, you keep flipping the boa <laughs> over your shoulder. Yeah. And then, you know, and then and then do what you normally do, of course, which is then preen your hair. And, 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 I, and, I, twi- and I twitch and I drop well, you got the Well, the twitches is something else. But you, so you preen your hair, and then you grab the boa, and you flip it. And then you call the doctor darling. So that sort of thing, that guy says, look, look, but look, Adam, <laughs> this, 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 this boa thing has got to go. That boom, bang, throw him in jail, violation. <laughs> is that, is that not right? I, mean, I think that's kind of what it says, yeah. Yeah, that's what it says. However, I'm not under the age of 18. Well, that's even worse if you imagine it. Some 14-year-old with the boa. <laughs> Sexual orientation change efforts does not include, oh, there's exceptions, psychotherapies that provide acceptance, support, and understanding of clients, or the facilitation of clients' coping, social support, and identity exploration and development, including sexual orientation neutral interventions to prevent or address unlawful conduct or unsafe sexual practices. Oh, this is interesting. So if I... Um, unlawful conduct or unsafe sexual practices. Well, I guess this is highly open to interpretation. So if I like having anal sex, because this, so, this is how crazy this is going to get, uh, unprotected anal sex, then you could... Uh, intervene and try to change my behavior. In fact, I think I think you could interpret this law as you must intervene. What is this doing in legislation? Is my question. It's weird. I mean, this is just more government intrusion in people's lives and the worst case scenario. Well, what's interesting is that it will come down to. Uh, licensing and mental health providers. So this will eventually have something to do with <clears throat> insurance or something. Yeah. But I thought that was uh, highly unusual to have this in a bill. And yeah. meanwhile, in Germany, in Germany, they, uh, they're looking now at, um, uh, at piercing your children's ears to be the same as child abuse. Well, first of all, I don't know anyone who wants to pierce their children's ears, but I have seen it. Well, you've watched toddlers and tiaras, haven't you? I thought, don't they wear clip-ons? No, no, they pierce. Ugh. That but, show is sick. <laughs> yeah. But I, but it's, something, it's like watching a train wreck. It's actually kind of interesting. Well, while you're talking about, not to change the subject, but I'm going to do that. Since you mentioned Germany... Yeah. There's a piece of unreported news. You know, where's Merkel right now? Merkel, I know where she is, but I won't say it. Well, you know where she's been? And I think she's doing an end around, even though the EU is mentioned in this story. But read China on all the EU bonds. Or, or read, I mean, play. Oh, I'm sorry, I had the wrong right clip. at the top of the list. Yeah. With me, Zucker Jacob. President Hu Jintao has told visiting German Chancellor Angela Merkel that China supports Europe's efforts to combat its debt crisis. Premier Wen Jiabao has also met with Ms. Merkel. The two, in fact, co-chaired the second round of China-German governmental consultations. A slew of trade deals worth several billions of dollars have been signed between both sides, and China now says it's willing to continue investing in EU government bonds after fully evaluating all the risks involved. 
Yeah. There's a couple of things here. One, she's in China doing some deals, yeah. trying to screw us, by the way. And why, why us? Why us? It's yes, the EU. They don't like us. Oh, okay. So but the point is, is that I love the Chinese, the way they weasel out of this. Stuff. They said they're going to look at reinvesting in EU bonds after considering all the, you know, in other words, they're not going to give them a nickel. So they're gonna, <laughs> the Germans are going to get screwed. And here's the example of how the Germans are going to get screwed. Because when I heard this, I said, oh, I didn't know this. Play Merkel in China. And Premier Wen and Chancellor Merkel have taken the high-speed express to the port city of Tianjin. They're right now at the Airbus facility there to witness the 100 <laughs> A320 come off the assembly line. And for more on this, we can speak to our reporter Guan Xin, joining us on the phone line from Tianjin. Wait a minute. They took a high-speed high train to go look at the Airbus facility. Woo! Whoa! Now, what is an air... What? Now, here's the thing. Okay, so somehow China managed to get an Airbus factory. They've already built 100 planes there, the 320s, uh, into China where they're making Airbuses in China. Yeah, that's... Well, in fact, I think they should stamp on every plastic Airbus plane made in China. That's a great idea. That really, <laughs> that, that really makes you want to fly them. Now, the thing is, it seems to me that of all the things, that, all the job situations you can import or export, the last thing you really need to, like, export is your aircraft-making facilities yeah. to China. Yeah. I mean, usually when Boeing finishes a jet, <laughs> they fly it to wherever they they deliver it. They don't make it in China. With a big bow. With a, and it's, like, made in the USA, bitches. Here we go. American. Did you know that they had an Airbus factory in China? No, no, I didn't know that. Of course not. Of course not. And is this covered by any American media? No. Well, no. Or do, then the, do the Europeans even know this? <laughs> no, but I think they should say, made in China. Big. <laughs> no, that would be funny. <laughs> Why does everything in this thing seem so <laughs> weird? Top, Excellent. All right, I got a couple things just to, to wing by you. Uh, one. Very funny that Curry Village in Yosemite is now killing people. You've read this? Is that the Hanta thing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I believe this is a setup. They've been For, to get the Curry name out of the place? <laughs> I wish it was that cool. Uh, no, they've been trying to shut down. This is Agenda 21. Um, you know, the, like the Sierra Club and all these douchebags. They've been suing Yosemite for years. You know, they throw rocks down the mountain, say it's unsafe. Um, the, the story is too crazy. 10,000 people at risk. I mean, what do you know about this rat poop disease? Does this sound right to you? Well, the rat, rat poop disease first cropped up in the news about 10 years ago mm -hmm. when uh, apparently some areas of and it's only a certain kind of rat. Oh, really? 10 years ago? That's very interesting. Uh, and it was in New Mexico or Arizona. And the commentary then was it was a the rat poop in the dry arid areas is where it would it would somehow uh, because it was the humidity was zero and it was hot these these little rats are little they're crazy looking things they're not a, like a norway rat uh they would they could two or three people caught this hantavirus right it a, but but, not, but but the story is there's 10,000 people at risk if you stayed at camp curry which is log cabins they, yeah it seems unlikely right so i'm pretty sure this is the nature conservancy sierra club they've been after people in yosemite for a decade yeah and they hate those little cabins of course which are they really do. cool by the way yeah oh they're, they're outstanding uh so i i think it's a hit job and uh, but I, you know, I've, I've been trying to research. It's been very difficult, but it does look like 
uh, that's a hit job. I, uh, I look into it, too, because yeah. it sounds like a hit job now that you mention it. I yeah. did, it. It got by me. Yeah. Well, it's because of the curry thing that I kind of figured it out. Um, <clears throat> two, uh, we are uh, very uh, welcome, I'm sure. September 13th, 2012, uh, if we're lucky, we can uh, register for the U.S. Department of State workshop in Washington, D.C., on Internet Freedom Policy. Huh. <laughs> I uh, would invite any of our uh, uh, producers, human resources in the nation's capital to register for this. And please, because we know Internet freedom equals Internet governance. Uh, governance. And uh, it's very important someone goes and finds out what is going on here. What are they going to try to sneak <clears throat> past us? Well, we know what it is. It's going to be you can't bully people. You, it's, it's, it's closing down freedom of speech. This is just an extension of the United Nations Internet freedom thing, that we, the resolution that we signed on to. And then my favorite one, um, Haiti. <laughs> UN Chief Ban Ki-moon warned on Friday Haiti was struggling to cope with a cholera ep- epidemic that has killed thousands and deteriorating conditions in tent camps as aid groups withdraw from the impoverished country due to a lack of funding. Uh, okay, I would like you to think back to the Kumbaya and the George Clooney and the presidents. We had... Uh, Clinton and Bush and Obama and we just need cash. I know a lot of people want to send blankets or water. Just send your cash. And you sent your cash and you texted your money and you felt good and you had a concert and it was awesome and everyone was there. And now cholera has sickened 600,000 people, killed more than 7,400 in Haiti since 2010. By the way, the cholera, that wasn't part of the earthquake problem. That was brought by the United Nations. I want you to feel really good. Did you change your Twitter icon to a little Haiti logo? I want you to feel really good about what you did and that the douchebag elites took that money. And Clinton has a hotel room now, a whole suite of a new hotel in Haiti, and they have a basket weaving market. How awesome is it? That is what should be covered in the news. Play it. Play it. Play it. Play it. Yeah. I'm, uh... I don't see Curry's pet peeve of the day. It's just me the off. pet peeve of the year, but okay. Yeah, it pisses me off. It makes me so angry. And then this uh, just out, uh, the green on blue, this is the uh, Afghan um, police forces that are being trained uh, by our U.S. forces. Um, has been The program has been halted. Uh. Yeah. As of today, breaking news, uh, Special Operations Forces has a strong and trusted relationship with its Afghan partners. That has endured for more than a decade, despite the recent rise in insider attacks that are relatively rare. Special Operations is fully committed to a closer productive relationship, but we're not doing it anymore right now. These are because it's dumb. Whole thing is dumb. Recru- the recruiting Taliban, they come in, they turn on our own guys and kill them. Let's get out of that stupid desert. And we're building a $100 million base in Afghanistan. I have on reliable information. A new base, a permanent base, a perma base. Yeah, it's over by the border. That's going to be where the drones are uh, stored. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, once we're in, we never leave. And then I have a question for you. 
So this, I'm sure you saw this because this was tweeted everywhere. Uh, nice video on the White House. Uh, so, you know, uh, we have this um, We the People thing on, on WhiteHouse.gov. And you could say, hey, how come the TSA are douchebags and feeling me up and they haven't, uh, uh, you know, investigated like they promised Congress, like they were mandated and all this stuff. So uh, that usually gets taken off because, oh, you know, it's like, you know, didn't have enough votes or whatever. But but interestingly enough, the human resources and slaves of Gitmo Nation were so interested in the recipe to the White House beer. Oh, yeah. We got to talk about this for one second before we finish. So the beer apparently includes corn sugar. Right. Explain. Well, you know, we've been talking about how they're trying to uh, redefine. Let's take the, first of all. Let's start with this beer, which is you have a link to it, I suppose, uh, in the show notes. Of course, the beer formulas have got the beer community completely bent out of shape. Because, because not for, from the corn sugar, because that's just the least of the problems. It's all these extracts that no, are not necessary. If you were serious about making beer in the White House, you could get the best hops. The Chinook hops from Washington State and said the so, so Snoqualmie hops, some of these really famous hops that we've developed in this country that are that are even exported Wait a to minute. Germany. You're not telling me he's using foreign hops, is he? No, they're using extracts. So it's not they're even not even using hops. That's the point. They're not using hops. They're not using they're using everything as bull crap. These are bad these are like something you'd pick up at your local corner brew it at home club. This is like a bogus thing, and I believe that part of it is to push the corn sugar thing as as regular sugar when it's a, when it's if you if you start doing the research on corn sugar, okay, it's always me, a let me, let me high read. fructose corn syrup. But this is a bull crap formula. The the president's got a low rent beer formula on there. It's ridiculous. Let me read the ingredients, and then you uh, will walk this through. Uh, the ingredients, two 3.3-pound <laughs> cans of light malt extract. Uh, why? One pound. Well, who would use that except some kid? One pound of light dried malt extract. Extract. 12 ounces of crushed amber crystal meth. I mean malt. Sorry. <laughs> so so wh why uh, are they using extract? Why is there some legality? Because this is a bogus formula. Eight ounces of biscuit malt, one pound of White House honey, one and a half ounces of Kent Golding's hop pellets. What's that? Who knows? One and a half ounce of Fuggles hop pellets, two tablespoons of gypsum, isn't that what's in the wall? Uh, yeah, Isn't that good. what they put in drywall? Gypsum's actually a natural ingredient in certain uh, salt mines, in the salt itself. One package of Windsor Dry Ale yeast. And then finally, three-quarter cup corn sugar for priming. Now, what's interesting is, of course, I, I tweeted this out saying corn sugar really... And so many people said, it's not the same thing, man. I said, what do you mean? It's, it's a bull crap. So is this the corn sugar that we've been talking about or is this something else? What is this? If you this? go to the high fructose corn syrup site, the, the, the site done by the, uh, by the um, public relations companies, it is the same thing. So what it is, is it is? It is high fructose corn syrup called corn sugar. 
Go I mean, go. I mean, they they say so themselves. The the people who push the the high fructose corn syrup. Now you'll recall that I said to you that they would be making something that looked like it would be crystallized sugar. Do you think that this is it, or is this just literally corn? I don't syrup? know. We have. I go. You <clears throat> if you go scrounge around on the net looking for a corn sugar that is a that is crystalline. That's something that you could take a teaspoon of. I can't find it. Hmm. And why corn sugar in the first place? What is the point of putting it into this? Is a this is this whole oh we drink beer at the White House is just bull crap. I mean this White House is full of it. Oh here it is to bottle make a priming syrup on the stove with one cup of sterile water and the three quarter cup priming sugar, which is the corn sugar. Bring to a boil for five minutes. Pour the mixture into an empty bottling bucket. Hmm. So now they're called, but it's corn sugar. Yeah, it is. Uh, so, but it, it, I can understand where beer guys are like, what, the, what kind of crap is this? And that's the honey ale. Okay. Here's corn sugar for sale. That is in the form Crystal that you're talking form. about. Oh, there you go. But now, that, this but that may is, be, this actually may be dextrose. Oh, so that whole rant of yours is, was wrong. This, this stuff is. It doesn't look right. Let me look at the larger image. We suck. Wah, 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 wah. I don't know what this crap is. Why would you want it? Why wouldn't you just, you can get sugar everywhere. Why would you buy this weird sugar? <laughs> Save sufficient sugar for bottling. <laughs> Refer to a recipe. This is a scam to sell this sugar. Yeah. It's from Kent, Ohio. So maybe the. Oh, uh, a swing <clears throat> state. <laughs> swing state. Oh, I see. It's a swing state. <clears throat> so, but maybe Kent Goldings and Fuggles, is that maybe... Uh, I don't know what those are. I'm not a beer maker. Wow, that's interesting because you'd think you would be. Why? I don't drink beer. No, but you just, you're, you're so knowledgeable on everything. Oh, bull crap. I mean, I do drink good beer. Uh, and by the way, for people on the West Coast, the beer you want to drink is Lagunitas IPA, best beer on the West Coast. Anyway, I'm sure that uh, of all the things we discussed today about douchebaggery, killing people, um, you know, telling you what to do, shut up, slave, not, we'll get no emails on that. Instead, it'll be like, you don't know what you're talking about when it comes to beer. That's the emails we're going to get. Yeah, so what? So before you do that, stop and think. And if you see something, say something. If there's a veteran walking around who looks kooky, report yeah, him. Call him. Report call him. him. <laughs> report him. Report him immediately. <laughs> All right, John, I think we should get out of here. I I, I have, um, hmm, this, I, don't, I don't think I have anything. Should have got out of here for half an hour ago. We're doing on, we got it Thursday coming up. Well, we had a long donation segment with my birthday and everything. So I, uh, I yeah, it's your I've, birthday. Well, happy birthday, my friend. Happy oh. birthday and many more to come. That sounds, that sounds so sincere. Thank you so much. Oh, I mean, really, seriously. A No Agenda Book Club, rec- Club recommendation is Sinclair Lewis, It Can't Happen Here. This is uh, John C. Dvorak's recommendation, and I uh, endorse that. It is the original Atlas Shrugged, which, of course, means you kind of like that, too. That's just my extrapolation. 
And we will uh, have a No Agenda producer update on the stream coming up right after we're done here. Noagendastream.com, noagendachat.net. Check us out live every single Thursday and Sunday morning, 9 o'clock, Gitmo Nation West AM time. And uh, I would say Tapua Tata Ching Ching. Coming to you from the capital of the Drone Star State. That would be Austin, Texas. In the morning, everybody, I'm Adam Curry. And from the vicinity of northern Silicon Valley, the northern part, I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll be back on Thursday when I'm 48 right here on No Agenda. I need you to go to gotteregister.com to make sure you're slash NA.